Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. So glad you're here tonight on another epic episode of the show, episode 196 with our show theme, Immigration Has Ruined America. With our star date, February 29th, 2024 A.D., you have entered the radio octagon, the Von Wehan Show, infamous and legendary. I broadcast clandestinely from my secret underground lair deep in the mountains of Arizona, pirate radio at its best, America. We have lots of new listeners. Gather around for our fireside chat, America. It's a new year once again, a new dawn. Well, America, never forget this that there are only two genders in one national anthem. And if Trump fails, I believe the MAGA movement will abandon him. We see states taking Trump off the ballot, left and right. It's a big movement to decertify Trump if he doesn't win the presidency or the popular vote or the electoral college. We already wargamed here in the studio years ago. We told you that Trump had one bite at the apple, one pristine four-year term, which in my view, part of it, he squandered. That precious time. One of the worst things he ever did, though he was a very good president in many ways, though not perfect, one of the worst things he did was never pardoning our brothers and sisters who went to Washington, D.C., and they went to the U.S. Capitol. They were ushered in by federal employees and police. He should have pardoned them right away. And they're still sitting there rotting in those D.C. jails, being mistreated. I warned my entire radio audience, do not go to that Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, do not go to this other setup in D.C., the last days of the Trump presidency, do not go to these things. They were fed psyops. They were ready to scoop you up, 
arrest you, throw you in jail, and throw away the key. That's exactly what I said they would do. That is exactly what they have done. All the trumped-up charges, pun intended, trumped-up, get it? Yeah, a lot of charges are thrown against many, many of these Americans. I always said they wouldn't get out for five, six, seven, eight, ten years. Everyone thought I was crazy. Here we are, two, three years later. Most of them, not all, but most are still in jail. It is what it is. And um, that is the worst thing Trump ever did, was not pardoning those January 6th protesters. Always said that. That will haunt him, I believe. He is the heir apparent. He won South Carolina, hands down. But what gets me is who is this? Who are these idiots who voted for Nikki Haley? Like 238,000 people pulled the lever for Nikki Nimarata Haley. Oh my God. This is that part of the Republican Republican party that I can't stand. That's a lot of people. Forget about the Trump win for a moment. I'm glad Trump won South Carolina. He earned it. He deserved it. Trounced Nikki Haley. Love that. But focusing on Nikki, uh, these people who voted for her, they came out of the woodwork. She shouldn't even be number two. DeSantis should have been number two. Not really her home state. She wasn't that great of a governor. And all those people forget that Nikki Haley, Nimarada herself, she's the one that authorized the teardown of all those Confederate general monuments in South Carolina. See, that's what I mean by these cucks. They have a very short memory, and they get whooped up by the media, and they go in, and they pull the lever for Nikki Haley. And that's why the Republican cucks are called the stupid party in Washington, D.C. If you didn't know that, the politicos on both sides agree that the Democrats are the evil party and the Republicans are the stupid party. Why Nikki even got as much as she did, like 38%, is beyond me. That tells me that 38, 36 to 38% of the Republican electorate are dumbasses, complete morons and dumbasses. Democrats are far worse, don't get me wrong. Wow. She had way too many votes. Anti-America candidate Nikki is. She's Israel first, not America first. She's bought and paid for her political whore by Wall Street. Goldman Sachs loves her. The big Jew banks love her. Oh, yeah. All you white cucks out there. And you know who you are, South Carolina, who walked in, you dumb bitches. Probably a white European descent who voted for her. Why are you being led by a brown-skinned Indian who doesn't give one rat's ass about you or your ancestry or your children? All she does is talk some typical rhino talking points. And you people just clap like seals. Challenge these people. Challenge them. 
set this on a silver platter. Well, I always say America gets what it effing deserves. And you can read that or read into it anything you want. A man can do no more diminishing God's glory by refusing to worship him than a lunatic can put out the sun by scribbling the word darkness on the wall of his cell in prison. That was said by C.W. Lewis, the famous author. We will be free again and deaf to all of our enemies. Now, we have to say on this show that we have to remind people every now and then, this show is political theater of the mind, son. Political theater of the mind. Yeah. This is the dress rehearsal for for a radio show. We never advocate violence officially on my show. I always tell you we don't have to. Just look at any history book. Pick it up. Violence happens naturally. When people get so angry and so pissed off, they grab a rifle or a hammer or a baseball bat or a tank. Look at Ukraine, for God's sake. Look at the Gaza Strip. Nothing but violence. See? Violence happens naturally. We don't have to do anything. This show is never an incitement for violence. We never advocate. But we just simply talk about it. And we will talk about what can happen and what can go down. Damn right. Violence is all throughout history. Violence is a very interesting subject. Should be studied more, I think. Mao Zedong, I remind you, the communist ruler of China, always said that real politic, in other words, the real policy of the state, comes out of the barrel of a gun. This does not come from a book. Think about it. Weren't our founding fathers dangerous and violent men? Damn right they were. They were very dangerous and very violent men. They would not put up with one centillion of the crap that we are conditioned by no fault of our own to put up with today. They would look at their beautiful republic. If they were to be brought back in a time machine, they would look in horror, horror, and the horror of our government as the Babylonian horror. They would just be, it would boggle their mind. I think a couple of them might even faint to see how evil and satanic and things that they never wanted us to be. They always advised America, do your own thing, stay independent, stay strong, and don't get involved in foreign wars unless, unless our national interest is directly affected or American lives are at risk or our property. That, my friends, is when they sent in the Marines. And the Founding Fathers sent in the Marines. They sent them as far away as Tripoli, Libya, under 
President Thomas Jefferson. The War of the Barbary Pirates. You can read up on it. They were taking our ships, and they were enslaving our sailors on the high seas, stealing our cargo. This is before Gaddafi, for those of you in Apache Junction. This is way back, late 1700s, early 1800s, before the War of 1812. And Thomas Jefferson said, well, we're going to send over the Marines, and we're going to kick some ass, kill some people, show them how violent we can be, take names, rescue our people, plant the American flag in the halls of Montezuma and the shores of Tripoli, Marine Corps style, come home with victory. That was the young American state. And once we started doing that, the rest of the world took notice real fast. These guys don't mess around. F around and find out was our motto. America, I always said in 1776, was like a virile, testosterone-driven, 16-year-old, lean, mean football player, smart as a whip, could run like the wind, and wasn't afraid to go into battle. And when he did, he won. Because we were a nationalist country back then. Now we're not. Now we're a big corporation. You feel it, don't you? Well, the Von Wien Show is on tonight for our new listeners. Every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time or Pacific during the summer. We're on the Pacific time zone when it gets warmer, of course. We will talk about the government tonight, academic, and the continuing media war being waged on the white man in America in 2024, how the parasite elites want to erase our great Aryan conqueror history, how they seek our downfall in business and on the battlefield fighting foreign wars while our country is being invaded nonstop by the third world mongrel hordes. As we know, the powers that be are all guilty and complicit of these crimes. Strangely enough, they aren't finding enough white men to do their dirty work all around the world, whether it be in the Ukraine or even the Pentagon's failed recruitment goals. We'll talk about it all tonight in depth, how immigration has ruined America as the show theme, because we know as an educated people, that George Washington, I don't care what Google says, was not black. Put down your pipe and smoke it. Well, we can celebrate one thing tonight. Lord Jacob Rothschild is dead. Dead, dead, dead. The satanic New World Order Jew faggot is dead. Now Satan will feed him to the demons since his work on planet Earth was done for Mr. Rothschild. He thought he would inherit a throne in the devil's underworld. Instead, his evil spirit will be puked out of a pig rectum with all the other excrement and Bolsheviks 
of that forbidden netherworld. It's a good thing he's dead. But there's always another one, another dumb, satanic, demonic one that will take his place. Always another useful idiot out there somewhere. We're so glad you're here tonight. Welcome to our grand show and the grand illusion they call America. that Trayvon Martin did have marijuana in his system at the time he died. What difference, if any, does that make? Because I've seen too many felonies. And I I don't mean pot sales or growing pot like this guy up in Connecticut. To me, it means that he is less likely to pick a fight with someone. I agree with that, too. people on pot shoot each other. Isn't it true that when you smoke pot, you just want to lay on the sofa and eat? People on pot kill what a families. Family. The common uh, connotation pot goes with lethargy, with uh, the munchies, wanting to eat, with being Tell laid back, Rogan. not with chasing somebody yeah. down, jumping out from behind bushes, beating them in the head till till Joe Rogan could feet, do that on pot, and, <laughs> and and basically starting mortal combat. That's he could do that on pot as well. Finish him. With smoking a doobie, 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 doobie. It's incredible what's going on, and burned beyond recognition. They can't even see the bodies. It's incredible. I was watching the firemen the other day, and they were raking areas. They were raking areas where the fire was right over there and they're raking trees, little trees like this that are nut trees, little bushes that you could see are totally dry. Weeds. And they're raking them. They're on fire. That should have been all raked out. What about the argument? You wouldn't have the fire. What about the argument? The big problem we have is management. Uh, When I was in a certain state, I won't say which, the governor said, you know, we've tested it. We clean out areas and, and we actually set the fire just to see. We lose almost nothing. We can put it out right away. And then we leave areas unmaintained. He said, we'll lose 100,000 acres before you... (laughs) 
Ya me lo ve. Rob Schneider is the bass. I slap a little bass. Slap the bass. You, you remember, what was it, uh, I Love You Man? Whenever they, I didn't see that. Yeah. They jamming. They're jamming to Rush. They're jamming to Rush. It's Paul Rudd and uh, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Uh, have some fun there in the studio. I'm doing a little mixing uh, over the weekend. <laughs> That's what I came up with. Uh, late night, uh, I lose track of time. And then we're having some fun, and then I, uh, well, a few shots of uh, bourbon, and uh, it, that's what comes back, you know? So, uh, hey, America, that's all for you. <laughs> I am your Generation X host and your far-right host, America. The ghosts of World War II want their countries back. The problem is the elites, the parasites in Europa won't let it happen. So off you go to the Ukrainian front lines and the meat grinder going against the red armies of the East, young white men being conscripted, being kidnapped off the streets of Ukraine. It's going on. Sent to the front line to die for the little Jew Zelensky so he can launder more of American taxpayer money and get more of our hard-earned cash. You know, there's a general last week that uh, got his home raided. They found a million dollars. Imagine that. An American greenbacks in his uh, little shoeboxes there in his closet. Well, he went against Zelensky, which you don't know, and I love the backstory. And the backstory is he disagreed with Zelensky on some things. And surprise, 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 like Gomer Pyle would say, Shazam, his house got raided. Imagine how that happens, hmm? Hmm? Yeah, his house got raided at 3 o'clock in the morning by the Ukrainian secret police, and it just so happens they found a million dollars of American money that they said he embezzled from the poor Ukrainian people. can't believe you would do that, General. Unbelievable. Well, my best advice to you is you should have went along with the little Jew Zelensky if you wanted to keep your million dollars. Hey, now you're in Ukrainian prison, and you'll never get out. <clears throat> you'll have a guy like Igor torture you every single day. This is how the real world operates. This is how Eastern Europe operates, how Asia operates. It's far worse in the mongrel nations, third world, and the fourth world, and the fifth world. Well, all these um, – I was looking for some updates on the Miami Mall aliens – that started off our year with a bang, literally. I mean, right after New Year's, we had aliens, 10-foot aliens walking around the Miami Wall. Can't find any many more updates. I've seen about 100 videos on it. But getting back to UFO crashes, many of you don't know in our World War II segment tonight that there were UFO crashes inside mighty Germany, the Third Reich. When Hitler took power in 1933, Hitler, being as smart as he was, he quickly seized them and moved to retrieve them and to reverse engineer them as fast as he could to gain the advantage. And this was several years before the famous Roswell incident in America in New Mexico in 1948. You could say that the Nazis had a 15-year head start over America. They simply moved their operations from underground bases in battle-torn Europe in 1945 
to underground bases in Antarctica. Isn't it funny how so many world leaders make a trip to Antarctica? There's never any media coverage about it. Are they meeting the Nazi leaders who rule the hollow earth theory or who rule the dark side of the moon? Is the Antarctica area a secret UFO base? Many believe it is. We've had troops that have actually uh, flown over, pilots of ours, and said they saw a gigantic hole in Antarctica. One of our pilots actually flew right into it and said there was a whole other world inside planet Earth, the inner Earth theory, if you will. Interesting stuff. We'll have a show on that again. We get some, I'm working on some authors and some people. The problem is they all live on the East Coast, and they cannot make an, a late-night show. I do no early taping unless they can send me audio that's clear, which I can upload. If they're, if they, if they're too busy to do that, then we aren't going to get them here on the West Coast. Well, if you look at America, as I do, with a steely eye, and um, I have a big heart for Americans, for real Americans, I have a cold heart to invaders to my nation or immigrants. We don't need any more. And all these liberals will say, well, everybody was once an immigrant once. Yeah, that was three, 400 years ago in my family, buddy. But don't forget, back then, there wasn't an invasion taking place. People would trickle in off a boat from Europa. It wasn't millions and millions and millions pouring in, sucking up our precious water, trying to get their EBT card, sucking off the taxpayer by the tens of thousands or millions. Balkanization of America, in my view, is inevitable. When the dust settles, there will be several smaller nations where the United States used to be. And this continent, at that point, is going to become ungovernable. We've talked about this before. We have wargamed it before. These smaller nations will compete for resources, food, water, military equipment, if you will, economy, farmland, livestock. And that's why I tell everyone to prepare. Don't go to any big shindigs in D.C., which is hostile territory. Anyway, you're just asking for trouble. Our show never tells you to march. We never advocate violence, but we do prepare for violence because we know it's coming. And violence always happens. Sooner or later, I don't care how much they try to outlaw it, talk it down, violence always happens. Do you think we've got a crime wave now? You ain't seen nothing yet, America. Seriously. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. Say that. This is Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. And then, of course, uh, that brings us to actually a friend of this show who also passed away uh, over the weekend. Iron Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. And the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, sir. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. 
F you ladies leave my island. If you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on earth. Sir, yes, sir. Private Joker, why did you join my beloved cult? Sir, to kill, sir. So you're a killer. Sir, yes, sir. Let me see your war face. Sir. You got a war face? Ah! That's the war face. Now let me see your war face. Ah! You didn't convince me. Let me see your real war face. Ah! You don't scare me. Work on it. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Love that. You ready, guys? Coming. Well, realize now at this point in America, snapshot of America, and we are on the verge, the eve of March, and the Ides of March are going to be coming at us. Last day of February, 2024 A.D. All these invaders coming through the border are coming for a free vacation in this country, free health care in America all the lures that are being thrown out at them by the Biden regime. Many of them openly admit they're only coming for the free cash, free handouts. The giant clown show being fully sponsored by our government, regardless. These things are very obvious to me. If you look at America today, in my short span on planet Earth, I try to talk like a 19... 60s broadcaster. It has drastically changed, man. Uh, just in my short lifetime, every major city in the USA is a crumbling, crime-ridden shithole, like they say. 
the border no longer exists. It's a welfare-free state for all the lazy and incompetent invaders. We have our own people as Americans sleeping on the streets. You know, America, what you need is like that 1970s movie. You need, it's called The Exorcist. And America needs an exorcism. The poisons in our system are actual people. Some are demonic, satanic, communists. They are anti-American. They are actual persons carrying out their, their assigned program assignments, trying to subvert you, Mr. and Mrs. America, just as the spike proteins from the vaccine are in the bodies of millions of people acting as individual agents of destruction in your host body. That's America. We have millions of people over here that are, in my view, spike protein invaders. They are acting as individual agents, subverting, undermining you in your neighborhood, in your family, in your constitution, and your rule of law. It's going on all around us. Now, Mr. Trump volunteered to come out of the his um, resort-style life that he had, and he volunteered. And we salute him for that. He volunteered to play the role of Exorcist in 2016 and his grand psychodrama called America and our political process. Now, this isn't saying Trump's the Messiah. He's not my Messiah. But whatever else you make of him, I don't care if you like him or not, he has shown, and I give credit where credit is due, a lot of fortitude and a lot of balls, and he's withstood more pressure than most smaller nations in this world combined. The pressure he's under, the crap that's thrown at him daily is just amazing. Eight or so years ago, when he really came on the scene, he appeared to not know that his opponents were actually, in my view, demons seeking to wreck the country. He's kind of naive. In a, on, on one level. I was writing him, trying to get him up to speed, because I am up to speed. Rather, he, he saw them as just low people sunk in, um, you know, venial corruption, like a venial sin, you know. In other words, routine corruption, uh, big government, typical rhino RNC talking points. And he, he saw the others as like, you know, like mere Democrat zealots. You know, they're steeped in these utopian fantasies of trying to perfect the perfect liberal state or utopia. He learned real quick that the situation was far more dire and far more dangerous than he ever, ever imagined. I tried to tell him. 
When I was broadcasting from Phoenix, KFNX 1100 AM, we tried to reach out to the Trump campaign many occasions. And they weren't that receptive to me, to be honest. I still persisted. I knew it would, a few things would effervesce to his level. They have blockers, you know, all these campaigns. A hundred blockers, like on a football team. Blocking your message. Blocking your show. Well, I warned Trump back then that your opponents are going to come after you really hard from the get-go. And they're not going to stop coming at you because they're demonic. And demonic people, evil people, are full of energy. If you've ever known, they're full of demonic energy. Russia is the perfect ruse that they use to attack Trump, Putin, and Russia. We see it today. It's going on. And Trump's got an uphill battle even today. He's got a lot of people. And America still needs that exorcist. We need one to come out of the shadows. I don't know if Trump's got it in him, to be honest with you, yet again. I, I, you know, he's getting older now. I always tell folks he's not going to live forever. But the country does need an exorcism and a just a a philosophical and intellectual and maybe even just a purge of Democrat Bolshevik thought in the sense of it's just ruining the nation so many different levels, so many ways. What they want is the ruin of the country. And that is their goal. They want chaos. They want random people to kill each other. That's what they want. They want a civil war. And on my show, we always say we hope cooler heads prevail, but we still prepare for a civil war, at the very least, civil unrest. Now, we're coming up on a big political year, and I will not tell you, and I do never tell you that this is the most important election of our lifetime. I don't think it is. But it could be. But that isn't the point. The point is that whether or not you vote is immaterial to me. Because really, I'll be honest with a lot of you, I'm not quite sure voting is going to help us much. Um, I'm not sure voting is our way out of this situation. Now, the, the rhinos will tell you, oh, you got to vote. you got to vote and pull the lever. Wear your sticker to work. I voted today. I'm a proud American, Right. Uh, I'm not sure voting is going to work, but we can try it one more time, see what happens. But I've told you before, I give it a 5% chance, well, 10% if I'm real generous, that Trump's going to actually walk in the Oval Office. I would love nothing more to be to be proven wrong. He's far better than Biden. And it might be Gavin Newsom walking in, might be Michelle Obama, though. I think it's more more of the Gavin Newsom variety. Uh, Michelle Obama, I heard, doesn't want it. That's actually Michael Obama. <laughs> the thing is, is um, the deep state, and I take them at their word when they say that Trump will never be the president again. You must take them at their word. These are the people that prevented Trump's win in 2020. This is the same cabal, same people that shot JFK 
sitting by his wife in broad daylight in Dallas, Texas, in front of thousands or at least hundreds of people, they're capable of doing anything at any time. At the same time, I told you on the last show, we're watching Russia, we're watching China, we're watching our, just our border. The enemy is within right now. Congress, the Roman Senate. Well, the Chinese nationals that are coming across America's border, also known as Chinese communist CCP soldiers, when they cross the border, many of them are being interviewed, and an expert warns that they have really disturbing intentions and comments about how they want to attack America when they are interviewed. Surprise, surprise, Gomer Pyle. Shazam. There it is again. Told you before, the People's Liberation Army, communist soldiers, don't give a damn about your precious so-called freedom and liberty. <laughs> it's almost laughable to say that. That's being encroached on every day. They don't give a damn about your freedom and liberty, America, and you can't sway them either way. They will have orders from their CCP red leaders and masters in Beijing, China. That's what they will do, and that's what you can count on. There's more and more Chinese military, military-age men, put it that way, are coming across our border, and it's up 1,000%. How about those apples? We've got a big show for you tonight. We'll get to a lot of calls, I promise you. It's going to be a really good show. When you call, be ready to stand and deliver. I got this last week from a, um, from a Russian rock and roll band, Russian pop. And uh, we are heard in the Ukraine, Latvia, Eastern Europe, parts of mighty Russia. Also, we got a lot of new listeners this past month or so in Switzerland. Must be American expats, those from Canada for Europe. Thank you all. Thank you for being here. It's time to start our great show. Начинается ругань Там, где мы же 
Чёрт вами, над ночегом мы костелом, мы палатом, мы мормоним. Вера вырастая из любови до гормоним. Место тримает коммерсанты и законы. Шарится над местом бисы и драконы. Славляют життя, людожеры и выганы. Славы обрыганы и футбольные хулиганы. Сумління не повинне бути зайвим і порожнім. Твориться добро міцними кулаками, з нашими дітьми і нашими жінками. Ми всі місцеві, ми всі зроблені, а ми тут на розгані, не порожні, не могані. Не те, що ви готові, і не те, що ви прохані. Yeah, a little bit of Russian pop there from behind the Iron Curtain. Well, let's get right to the phones here. You're live on the Von Wien Show. State your name and where you're from. Welcome to the show. You're on the air. Your hand is up. Do you care to speak? Are you there? Hello? We can't hear you. Hello? Hello. Are you there? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, can you hear me, Mr. Wan? How are you, sir? I can hear you. Where are you calling from? Yes, uh, this is Brother Mike from Singapore. And everything you have said is totally right. And your show is number one as well, too, because you talk with reason, with love and passion. And anybody who has really... Uh, you know, without prejudice, they can understand what you're really saying. I mean, illegal immigration kills this country, and it will kill this country until somebody, you know, stands for it and uh, fix this uh, immigration, because we are not talking about legal immigration. Legal immigration... Uh, those are separate and welcome to United States and etc. Those are not, we are not talking about, mm-hmm. so people have to understand. But we are talking about illegal. When, uh, you know, these people come, not only they get food stamps, medical, Medicaid, and plus cash, plus uh, mm-hmm. right now in many parts of New York, the hotels, $300 a night, and who's paying? That's right. U.S. government, me and you, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to realize that. That is going to break our back, break this society to the point of no return. And uh, also, 
recently as yesterday, we have the news that, you know, these uh, illegal immigrants, they're going to government offices to, you know, uh, to uh, pretty much kind of riot and saying, hey, uh-huh. we need food, shelter, uh, and uh, uh, also a, a nice place to live. So, I mean, come on. What the hell is that? This is the, I mean, illegal, I mean, first of all, they're illegal. And then they come here. They want everything. I mean, I don't think so. We can't stand for that anymore. What do you think, sir? I love your call. Now, are you really calling from Singapore? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Really? Are you an American expat in Singapore? Sorry, because sometimes here. We are you an American uh, expat in Singapore, or or, 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 yes, or yes, yes. were you are born American in Singapore? Citizen. No, no, we are I American see. citizen, but 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 we live and work in Singapore. Yes, sir. I see. Great. Well, welcome to the show. Now, did, did you say that that your handle and your name was Singapore Bob? Uh, re- no, I I don't know how it came, but I mean. Because okay. of, you know, foreign country, you know, so it's kind of right. different. But but what's the name that, that that you started the show? I thought you said you were Singapore somebody. No, no, I said I'm for. You said my name is Mike. I said I call Mike. From Singapore. Yes. Okay, we're gonna call you Singapore Mike because on my show I love nicknames, Mike. And so, you know, glad to have you. Singapore Mike, or Mike from Singapore. Uh, that's awesome, man. So glad to hear you, and glad that you're over there making money and living in. It's a beautiful country. Tell us a little bit about Singapore. Are Americans welcome over there? Of course. I mean, we have a lot of Americans living here in Singapore, mm-hmm. and uh, because uh, you know. Uh, we, People are, you know, married either here or, you know, or mm-hmm. they brought all their family. I mean, it's like, you know, people, uh, many Americans live in Qatar and many other sure. uh, Middle, East, Middle Eastern countries uh, because, you know, uh, they apply from, because everything is kind of, uh, you know, international. So every company you work for in the United States, they have an offices in Qatar, mm-hmm. uh, Singapore, uh, India. I mean, there are many, many mm-hmm. all over the world. So people put application, and then just the most of them people transfer. That's the easiest way. To wow. Do. Well, I have been to Europe. I've been to London. I've been all over uh, the Hispanic world. Been on many cruises over the years, and I love to travel. Uh, it's expensive, but um, is our show popular in Singapore uh, well, among your community? Uh, I mean, we try to give your shows, of course, uh, those top shows that we do participate, we try to give them to our friends as well, too. Yes, sir. Good, good. Yeah, spread the good word because 16% of my audience, I've always said, is international. It's only growing. And I've always had an international audience, unlike many other shows. We welcome that. 
Um, yes. We noticed that when I was broadcasting in downtown Phoenix that we had a lot of calls from Germany and Denmark. We had one from Argentina that came in and Japan. And we're hearing the show on the early stages of the Internet, and now we're a complete Internet radio show from my Valhalla Studios here in Arizona. We're glad to have Singapore represent tonight. Kick ass. Well, yes, yes. you're right about that, hey. man. The um, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I wanted to make some comments about the, uh, these fires in Texas and Oklahoma, that there mm-hmm. was a, a big uh, nuclear facility, uh, I believe, uh, Panzar, uh, Texas, that it's supposed to be uh, only one, I think, is building uh, for the nuclear forces in the United States. It's not shut down. The massive fires around it, uh, that it has happened. And this is a big uh, alert because uh, there was many fires in uh, Paris. Uh, there was suddenly uh-huh. a big uh, lithium um, you know, batteries exploded near Paris, uh, near Eiffel Tower range. And also there was two uh, huge uh, buildings in Spain. Uh, I believe it it was Madrid, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, It burned to the ground. So we call this very suspicious fire, and we need to question it indeed. What do you think, sir? I'm so glad you mentioned that. I've got a great answer for you. I'm going to have a private investigator on my show here in a few weeks or this next month. I was talking to him today. He's big. He's doing some very big cases just about what you're talking about. It's so funny you mentioned that. Um, Most of this, well, to back up, China, communist China, is buying a lot of land in America, in Europe, and elsewhere, and even probably around Asia where – where you're at and what they do is when they buy it they they yeah and they build some rickety buildings you know china they build a lot of cheap things and they and then they insure them to the max and then they torch it with arson and they burn it i believe that um that land in texas that humongous fire over a hundred thousand acres was probably set by chinese saboteurs that came over the border and fire is a weapon of war, and then the Chinese government can terrorize the American people and then collect the insurance proceeds. They get paid both ways. And this is how the CCP now wants to make money by torching their enemies, getting their people in position, buying up land with a little farm, you know, some buildings, build some prefab things that might cost them a million, but insure it for 10 or 20 million and try to get as much money as they can with the insurance claim. And this is going on here in the Southwest. So I've got a private investigator friend who's digging deep into this China thing, and he says, man, the information I've got is going to blow the lid off these things, and the mainstream media won't touch it. Politicians won't touch it, right? Because they're all bought and paid for. That's why only this show, very few like it, has the balls and the cojones to tell you what's really going on out there. Now, I've got no evidence and no proof, as a judge would say, but I've got a wild imagination, 
And I can see where the Chinese communists would definitely be involved in something like this. Anything nefarious, anything illegal to hurt America and get money, they're all about that. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I believe uh, your theory could be very well indeed in the right path. And, uh, you know, even uh, here, you know, China is going to invade Taiwan soon. And uh, mm-hmm. even be scared to that, although we have F-35s here in Singapore, mm-hmm. I mean, we have massive support of the United States, uh, you know, Navy and uh, Etc. But you know, it's just anything from China. It's possible because you know these people. What they care is about their own uh, pocket. But they don't care right. about really freedom, democracy, and respect yeah. of other people, their <laughs> own country or other people. So absolutely, you're right. they don't care about that. They don't care about freedom and liberty. Freedom and liberty is kind of a, a catchphrase now. Hey, do you care about freedom and liberty? <laughs> they just right. laugh in our face. <laughs> the rest of the world. I mean, I hate to say it, you know. I mean, it's just, uh, it's terrible, you know. And um, it's where, you know, but this case that he's working on, my PI friend, he's like the Rockford Files. This guy has got some – oh, he's fantastic to talk to. The information I can get out of him is really good for the show. And that's the tidbit. I just got that today. I always suspected it. And I was talking to him. He goes, it's funny. And he's from Poland. He goes, it's really funny that you, that, that you mentioned that here, here we hunt. Very, very funny. I have information that I can tell you. And he talks like this from Eastern Europe. <laughs> I will tell you the information. We will meet over coffee. I will tell you. Like from a 1960s spy movie, I swear to God, he talks just like that. He goes, I have information about the communist Chinese and arson. I know they are destroying America, and I have eyewitnesses, and he has got video, and he's got things he's already sent me on my phone. I'm going, you know, you see two Chinese guys in broad daylight, walk into a big Arizona field with a few buildings on it and just set it on fire. They didn't know that the uh, prior owner had cameras on that property. Lots of them. Stuff like that. Um, Today, cameras can be put everywhere. You know? But um, it's amazing, man. We're watching the uh, controlled demolition of the world. We're trying this show... I always say we'll stab the eye of the new world order. We'll stab it in the eye. When it gets down on the ground, then we will go for the coup de grace. We first got to get it on the ground. And, hey, I'm very ambitious. So I (laughs) – why not? Got to start somewhere. We know our border's out of control. We know the Chinese have their TikTok, and they can – they're already sharing it with the people. It's called the San – Andreas, not the San Andreas fault, but they've got a part of the border. It's like a fault line where it's wide open by San Diego. And they share this all over Chinese and Mexican TikTok, their own versions of it. And their people know exactly where to go to come over. We're being invaded. Singapore wouldn't allow that, would they? 
Only in no, America. No, no, we don't. I mean, very little men may come, but but not as much. Maybe mm-hmm. very little here. And I mean, it's North Korea, for example. If you put your leg one inch into the North Korea uh, territory, uh, and then what mm-hmm. happens? They will right. capture you. They question. They put you, torture you into the prisoner, and then they send you to FEMA camp if the person is yeah. left. You know, so there are I mean, at least one thing we should learn from North Korea: they they take care of their their country. Mm-hmm. They don't let one ant goes inside their treasure in 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 their land. Mm-hmm. You know, without their knowledge. That's right. Well, America is the Babylonian whore. Uh, we're a big corporation now. I hate to say it. Um, and I've seen it slip and slide since I was a small boy. When I was a little boy, I was a red-blooded American male, full of testosterone, wanted to kick, you know, kick, kick the commies' ass, take names, be a war hero, and come back home. Now I look at this country. I'm a lot wiser now. And uh, I look at things and I go, you know, we're poking the Soviet bear daily. And our NATO is, our allies across the pond are. And um, Russia has threatened repeatedly that um, London, Berlin, D.C., and other, and France, of course, Paris, are on the nucleus. And right now, Vladimir Putin's got his... Satan 2 missiles on the move. It might be Russia. There's only, they're, they're only going to take so much where something at some point, I've always said, has got to give. And something is going to break. I'll tell you how I know this. You ever walk into a restaurant and you feel that tension in the air? And all of a sudden some glass breaks, right? Happens every time. Right. I'll feel this weird tension. And I go, oh my God, someone's going to, a, a tray of glass was going to hit, yep, crash. Big, big mess. I always feel that, those tremors first in the air. You can feel it in the air. I can literally tell you it's going to happen. My friends look at me and say, how'd you know that? I just said, smart son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't you, you feel know, that tension? Yes. yes, absolutely. You, you know? World from Iran. Iran, mm-hmm. the Ayatollahs, that we brought it to the existence, uh, and now they're causing a lot of problems around the globe. Everywhere anything happens in around the globe is a fingerprint of the terrorist Ayatollahs. And Iranian people not only love United States and uh, other countries as well, but themselves are the victim of the uh, terrorist ayatollahs. I mean, Iranian, they have given they are. a lot of blood for the democracy. Mm-hmm. I mean, life, woman, freedom. I mean, you can see how many times they have tried in during Obama. There were four days. They had all the streets and all the building pretty much into their hands but Obama mm-hmm. came sorry I'm not going to support you and that was 
end of it. And thousands of thousands of Iranians died because of Obama. And That's right. We should not. That's right. You know, forget that. And then right now, uh, under Joe Biden, I mean, they have killed. I mean, they have, they keep putting the missiles to our forces and uh-huh. Iranian proxies. Iranian proxies, which are again, are basically is Iranian because it's governed by the IRGC. And IRGC, mm-hmm. they is a is in charge of them. Then why the heck we have not attacked Iran yet? No, because Joe Biden, you know, doesn't have a boss. That's it. Right. And I don't want America to go to war with Iran. That they, that's just another stupid war that we don't need. Miss, you know, we used to support the Shah, and before. They radicalized uh, the uh, militant people over there. They radicalized the Ayatollah to take our hostages. I had never forgotten that either for 444 days. But before that, our, the Iranian people, the Persian people back in the 50s and the 60s were pretty much pro-American. They had the Shah. We backed the Shah. And I think they can be flipped back to that. I really, really do. Singapore, Mike, a pleasure talking to you, man. Call the show anytime you're very worldly, very knowledgeable. We appreciate you, man. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Love that. Singapore Mike, always welcome. We have a huge expat audience. I love bringing this up. Uh, America, of course, we, is our biggest audience. But 16% of my audience is foreign, foreign nationals, American expats. And there's a ton in Thailand right next to Singapore. And um, we love you a long time, I say, in Thailand. South Korea, again, up there. Canada, up there. Also, the island of Cyprus, where the European housewife lives. She used to be on the show. We're hoping next week. We're working on it. She is under siege, but we, she has spread the good word there so well about this show that Cyprus, that island nation, is now number five. Amazing. But we're going to get to the gunslinger next, and EMP is going to be coming up and other callers. But before we get to the gunslinger, let's not forget about the showdown in Texas. It's going to be quite the showdown, boys, in Texas. Governor Abbott, I am surprised he is holding the land against the U.N. and that communist George Soros. The World Economic Forum, other Marxist organizations. He's holding the land out there. You boys better get ready. Because NVIDIA stock is good. But when you're attacked by the U.N. mongrel army, they're not going to care how many shares of NVIDIA stock you own. The only thing the enemy knows is brute force and a rifle butt in their face for them shot in the head by American patriots. We're behind every blade of grass, every rock out here in the Southwest, gentlemen. The Rocky Mountains are draped in camouflage and ready for war. Hope you enjoy that for the studio here. Let's get to the gunslinger and then EMP from the swamps of Louisiana after that. Gunslinger. 
We don't want to hear you. Give you a rendition of the border and Governor Abbott and the UN Biden armies, mongrel armies down there. Welcome to the show, sir. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, sir. How you doing? Howdy. Well, just as usual, matter than a damn uh, running around like a, a chicken with his head cut off. About this border <laughs> shit. No it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, one one slight thing. Did you know that you don't have a chat room? If, I, every I time you chat room. It was a 404 error. Oh, don't. well, I see it I in front to, of me. Okay. Well, yeah, I see everyone well, on it, but, to, but you uh, tonight. Okay. Yeah, when I click on it from my email, you know, send you the, the email notification. Mm-hmm. When you click on it, it says 404, it says 404 error. And I've done oh. it about 10 times now. I believe you. Uh, well, I would reset. Laptop. Are you using your phone or uh, your laptop or your uh, P- your PC? Uh, PC, as usual, as usual that I use on my yeah, PC. Yeah, I hit restart. Uh, I know I see Cat on there, Stefano, Lincoln, bringing the boy, EMP, and uh, just hit re- restart. It's, it's either that. Now we 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 have had electronic harassment throughout our show's history. Uh, I wouldn't put it past the deep state or anybody no. to f with everything or f with the signal. Uh, they that thing lasts over Christmas with with Blog Talk going down for two weeks. That was also highly suspect. <laughs> they still don't know how that happened. When I talk to their tech people, I go, I want to get to the bottom of it. they don't know. And I'm going, yeah, just you know, I used to be on the air at KFNX and I start talking about the Rothschild or. You know, things of that nature, or Israel, and oh, God forbid, there'd be sparks literally flying out of the damn machine. I'm telling you. And my programmer, engineer right. guy, would look at me and go, can you get a, you know, a look at these? And then the show would go dead. It happened at least, my God, 10, 15 times. We'd be off the air for 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. They had to reboot everything, and... You know, but uh, go ahead, sir. Enough of me. Well, you know, like I said, they they seem like they should they should be able to hire some competent technicians at Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. But that's their deal. But back to, but back to the border. Okay, here's a here's here's another problem that I have with the border. Here is that uh, that base that they built down there, which is great. You know, they took the park over mm-hmm. and the whole nine yards, okay, which is uh, – they reduced it from like four, five, six thousand people per day. They reduced it down to maybe two or three, and those are getting arrested mm-hmm. by by mm-hmm. DPS and Border Patrol, okay? Now, Governor DeSantis down there in Florida, you know, the alligator state down there, has uh-huh. sent like 78 uh, Florida state troopers. And I think eighty something um, Florida State Guard. Okay. Now I seen a video uh-huh. earlier today. It was a, somebody was actually down there videoing news news crew, I think. And they showed these these Florida State troopers. They go into this this secured area and they sit. One goes drives under a bridge and sits, and the other one drives over here and watches video games. Yeah, he could have been jacking off in the car. Doing nothing. God. Doing nothing. Yeah, okay? I believe it. Now, send these troops, send these state troopers up and down the wall 
and apprehend these foreign fucking invaders. Don't sit there Thank and jack you. off to your goddamn computer, you dumb fucks. Okay? Get up on the goddamn wall. This is what you came over here for. I mean, what the hell good are you? Right. Why don't you go back to fucking Florida and suck his guy, these fans and suck a dick or something? You ain't doing it worth a fuck. Okay? This is ridiculous. And move, <laughs> no, down, man. move down the border. That area is secured God. now from four or five miles in a day down to just a two or three or a handful. Move the troops on down the border. Okay? There's a lot more border down there than just that little area that they're sitting in right now. Take the whole damn thing over if you have to. Gunslinger. I know, Damn it. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's a fucking joke. It is. It's a now joke. It's okay. a joke. I know they park the car and they sit there, taxpayer money, sucking on that big government yeah. tit. Big brown tit right. now, big black tit of the government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Did you see the video? I saw did, part did of the it on Twitter. I did. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're just sitting yeah. there like a bunch yeah. of baboons, doing nothing. Yeah, just like. Nothing. I mean, this is most. This is ridiculous. I mean, you come up here anywhere, well, anywhere in America for that matter, and you go five miles over the fucking speed limit, and they will throw you in jail for it. God forbid yeah. you don't have a driver's license. Oh. Well, that's because yeah, they know you're going to pay the fine. There. Yeah. So you're yeah, a white I mean, guy, they're going to penalize you. How dare you go five miles over? Oh, Screw you. Lock them up. And they'll, yeah. and, and they'll go swarm, 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 SWAT team, SWAT team, SWAT team. You'll have 20 police thugs pulling you down. I've seen it before. And there'll be truckloads yeah, of illegals yeah. going right past them. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We need more landscapers, and uh, you know, my my aunt needs a dishwasher for her uh, property in the uh, nursing home. Oh, we we are welcome you guys. That's what that's how they think. It's just it's just like that little fucking Jew bitch, Greta Thornburg. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you, stupid oh. bitch! What stupid stupid bitch! Oh man, this is that's stupid bitch. And she would say with that high-pitched okay. voice, "You gunslinger!" Oh yeah, that high-pitched. <laughs> oh, shatter glass. Gonna have that high-pitched bitch voice from shatter glass. But she was talking oh, earlier. Of course, she was earlier about you was Olvay. Olvay, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about uh, something you mentioned about violence a while ago. Okay. Yep. Violence does work. I hate to say it. I don't like it. I don't like violence. Okay. Never did. But it does work. Okay. Believe it or not. What do you think the founding fathers of this country did? Did they sit around and circle jerk each other? No. They used nope. violence. Those things and balls that come out of weapons. The musket loaders. Okay, nope. against the British. You know, the British are coming, the British are coming, you know, the whole nine yards. Okay. Oh, yeah. They used violence against these people. Okay. I'm sure they negotiated or tried to at least. I'm sure they had meetings and, and you know, powwows and all this shit and tried to say, hey, you know, we left. 
the old king over there. Now get the hell out of Judge. We don't want you. What did they do? Just the opposite. They tried to fight him. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. Even then, violence works. Even now, violence works. What do you do, what do, you do if you're being attacked by a scumbag criminal, especially these idiots coming across the border, okay? Are you going to just sit there and, oh, talk about Mexico? Oh, oh, oh how's Mexico? How's your Estata? Come on, come on, how's your little bambino? Come on. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, can you can you put a bell? No, you're going to shoot the son of a bitch. That's what you're going to do if he's attacking you in self-defense. But I've always okay? said those Mexicans are real sly, and they are like a rat. They'll be at the border going, the gunslinger. And, you know, they're also the grown men will almost be crying. The tears will well up and go, I get just yeah. fight for my family, me, me, familia, and I have an uncle who needs an operation. You don't understand. It's hard in Mexico. There's no water, no food, hotels. Please let me in. Please let me wash your dishes and work in your hotel. I'd be a good Mexican. Mm-hmm. And the guys go, well, okay, we need some more Mexicans to wash some dishes. And then he gets one foot over that border. And he goes, throw you, gringo, America. I take you over. You and your mother. This is out of the line. Have you seen the videos? That's exactly yeah, I've seen it. They do a 180. They do. They'll cry on the Mexican side. They come over. They just flip that switch, baby. And the next week, they're out there in a big pickup truck in L.A. with the big Mexican flag saying, screw you, America. We're going to take from you screw and you. take every rent. They're almost worse than the Jews. Yeah. We're going to take all the money out of your treasury, and we're going to leave you. We're going to suck you dry. That's right. I call them Mexican Jews. Of course. Same thing. Mexican Jews. Same thing. They're Mexican Jews. I just just boiled it down. That's what they want. And they just want your money. And, like, they're not over here to pick your lettuce. They're not over here to pick your strawberries. But, but, Vaughn, we have produce. We, I, I always get some troll, actually. We have produce in California. You don't get it. We need them to pick our produce. The guy talks like a retard. I go, they're going to pick your fucking produce. They're not going to pick your fucking oranges or your apples. Maybe 10% will. The vast 90% tell you on Fox News, we're here to get benefits. I'm here to hook up with my cartel family. I'm here to hook up with Julio in L.A. He has a drug operation going, and we're going to make millions. Why would I want to pick your frickin' apples? Those days are over. Yeah. Go ahead. Those <laughs> crazy. Those ninety percent illegals, which have no rights in this country. Okay. Ninety percent of them, like you said, well, they come over here and they process them and give them a court date, which is fifteen years down the freaking road. You really think these dumb fucks are going to come that back to a book, to a court date? No. no, they're going to be in the drug cartel. They're going to be in MS thirteen gang members killing people. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, you know, over here bringing more of that crap over the border. These people are not smart people. They are the scum of the scum. They are the the mental retards, the rejects of these other third world shitholes. 
These people need to be exterminated. I'd say it. Because they're not bringing anything over here good for this country. They're not engineers. They're not chemists. They're not scientists. They're not artists. If you call graffiti art. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. But they're not none of those. You mean we're not going to have any Mexican engineers to go to our next lunar mission to the moon? I thought we were going to get some of those. I thought so too, but obviously we kind of got we kind of got short. No on Mexican that, rocket engineers, it, damn it! Well, that's a scam right there. Oh. How dare you right there. lie to us? How dare you? They must be related to Greta, you know, Thornburg. But you know, why yeah. don't they stay in their own country and rebuild their own country? Okay. Because they're too lazy. There's enough of them. They're way too lazy. too lazy. It's much easier to come over here and suck off that big, brown, black, American government tit. It's no longer white. It's a big, brown, black tit now. Full of milk and honey for all the brown and black people. And our government loves the mongrel hordes. And then they want to attack whitey. But what's so funny about our government is they have all these these things like white people in the suburbs are Nazis. White people are domestic terrorists. They're deplorables. Then they go, hey, white people, why aren't you signing up for our military anymore? (laughs) Guys, you you think we're that stupid? You're you're going to attack us nonstop, and you want the the, the 20-year-old guy – to run down to the Army Depot and go, I can't wait to be in the Army. Where do I sign up? Attack okay. me. Every- I suck. You're right. I'm a white male. I deserve to die. But I first want to offer my life to Israel. There's no other higher Christian oh, honor. They think we're that stupid. No, the white guy's saying, screw you. You attack me? I have nothing to do with you anymore. I don't want to fight your wars and be going some meat grinder. What's in it for me, man? Hey, white guy's getting smart. What's in it for me? Everybody else is saying, what's in it for me? The brown, the black, the Jew, the African, Haitian, uh, the they're all saying, what's it? Let's suck off the Babylonian horn. White guy, I always said, hey, follow the crowd. Yep. That's one that, That's one area follow you them. do want to follow the crowd. Don't be the dumbass that stands in line and, I play by the rules. When everybody else is going around you subverting the rules and using the rules to beat you over the head with it. No, you just sit it. I told Trust. you before. Hey, I told the American men before, stay at home. The, you know what the best revenge is? It's not really mustering and grabbing your musket, though. Never forget that. 1776, though. Actually, before you get to that, the thing that really pisses them off, and it's a lot more fun, just bang your girlfriend or, or your wife and make white babies. Stay at home and just yeah. have all the sex you want. And make four or five uh, white white kids. Oh, that really gets their go. Because then they think, oh, wait a minute. You didn't join. We couldn't kill you off in Ukraine or Israel. And you're over here acting like a black or a brown guy, and you're making babies. How dare you? Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. How dare you? 
No, See, that's it. how you yeah. really get. Because well, now you're at. If every young twenty-year-old guy were to make four or five white white kids the next four or five years and have a baby boom, can you imagine yeah. how pissed imagine off that. they would have? Congr- I, well, you know what? I will make a bold prediction. They would have congressional hearings on on that gun slinger. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, they're doing, yeah, they would have to form committee after they committee. But this is what's listen, going this, on this out there. This would be a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this would be a message to the white people that's in this country right now. I heard I read, I read an article a couple of days ago that the, the whites in this country are going to be minorities by 2030. That's only six mm-hmm. fucking years away. We're going to be minorities in our country. Our white country, we're going to become minorities. First time in the history of this freaking country. Unbelievable. Isn't it? White people, Very you better news. fucking wake up, man. Because they are going to try to exterminate all of, all of us, especially the white ones. Okay? And the only solution to this is what the people back there in the Founding Fathers' days did. And you know what that is? The slide Gosh. on a gun. This country was it. made by gun. It was founded right. by the gun, and it will be saved by the gun. The only solution. Tell me a better one. Have a nice night. I totally agree, Gunslinger. Thank you, sir. Great call. One of your best Gunslinger rants ever, I, I think. This country was founded by guns. I, Me and the Gunslinger are in total agreement on many points, and I've always said this was founded by the gun by men who were rough and dangerous men who used their guns against the British Empire. We were not fucking around back then. This country was raw, wild. Oh, man, I'd give anything to go back to 1750, wear my colonial hat, have my musket, be out there on my horse thousand acres of land and um, get back to my honey or honeys. <laughs> See a British red red coat and just shoot his ass for the fun of it. For the fun of it. Massacre him. Get the hell off my property. Well, white men, like Lincoln said in the chat room, built this country. They built every inch of it. Don't believe this. We was Cain's crap from the Mongol races. But I will say this, over the years and over the decades and the generations, we'll get to EMP here next, uh, there's been the watering down of uh, the white race, the white Aryan race, and you fast forward now 260, 70 years later, 2024 AD. Here's what I tell people. We are as, well, as you already know, you can look, just go to your local mall, just go to a restaurant, look around, and I challenge you, how many people look like you or that you think or that think like you? Now, I live in a white predominant area, as most of you do, but many of you don't. I've got friends in Dallas that walk into a Chili's, and two-thirds of it is already African-American. That's a kind word to say. Okay, you get my drift. I have friends that live in L.A., again, 
70% of the clientele of a restaurant, casual fare, uh, Hispanic, brown, mixed, or I love, I love the category of other. Very few white European people. And, you know, I'll be honest, when we were coming up, didn't you hear that vibe of, you know, they used to say, America's got too many people. I used to hear this all the time in the 80s, and I was, America's too full. We have too many white people, not enough culture. White people should stop procreating. I, and I think they were very effective at that government marketing. They convinced a lot of girls to save the planet and not have babies. A lot of them got spayed like an animal or they were on the pill for 20, 30 years. Could have had four, five, six, seven, eight children and none. Then they wake up one day, they're in a little dingy condo surrounded by the Negroid races, 30 cats. They're out of a job. They blew all their money, sipping Cosmos, looking for Mr. Goodbar that never came. And all they have left are black guys that want to rape them and give them a black eye. They deserve what they get. The American woman deserves what she gets. We tried to tell them. There were people like me back in the day that tried to tell them. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen to their dads their older brothers, their Uncle Vaughn's. They wouldn't listen to anybody. We knew nothing, right? Right? Well, the white man is never going to rise up in this country. Hate to say it. Hate to burst your bubble, Mr. and Mrs. America. I wish he would. It's in him, but he won't do it. And I'll get to that here in a moment. All my life, I heard about the far right, the hard right, you know, the militia movement, you name it, coming up. I heard this all during the like, 80s and 90s and early 2000s. And, you know, I lived through Ruby Ridge and Waco and all these hot button topics. And in all those years, when I look back, and I'm being very, I'm very objective, there's a lot of talk, very little action. In all those years, they have only, mm, I'd say on a few occasions, God forbid, this is not what we advocate. We're not inciting violence. We're just talking about history. So don't, you numb nuts out there on the left, pull your jets. In all those years, the hard right has only on occasion fired any shots in anger at anyone. That may be a good thing, some. I hate to say it, but it's just true. Americans today, and I'm talking about the white guys and gals, in the suburbs of America, and you can include Canada in this mix too, and Europe, of course, including Phoenix, Scottsdale, where I live, L.A., only four hours to the west of me is the Los Angeles area. Um, Arizona considers itself a West Coast state, West Coast slash desert. It was so close to San Diego and L.A. Dallas, Missouri, the Midwest, the Pacific Northwest, or Florida, or the Deep South, or the East Coast, just doesn't matter. White man's too comfortable today. And he's not going to rise up. He's not going going to. They will give you lip service. Guys, I know a lot, of, I've talked to a lot of guys that say, hey, Lars, Vaughn Weehunt, love you, man. Love your show. But Vaughn, I've got a house in the suburbs. I've got a wifey here. 
You know, I've got some money. I've got a 401k. I've got my SUV, my big truck, my jet ski. I've got a little boy and a girl on the way. Got, I finally landed a decent job making enough money. Got a big backyard to grill out my steaks and my shrimp from Costco. Couldn't give all that up for a pipe dream or a political fantasy. And they, in their part, they are correct. They are correct. I'll tell you why. Because when they look around, they go, well, these other parties, these other people, they're other, they don't have a headquarters. I don't see any buildings. I don't see them run ads. I don't see them uh, do anything but march on Twitter, get a lot of attention, and get arrested. Well, you know, I'm just being honest. People go, I don't see a credible, in other words, I don't see a credible third party or nationalist party rising up in the ashes of the old yet. That's why I've always said the nationalists have got to step up their game, and it's great to do all these other things. They have to just start building. Be a builder. My best advice, if you want to be taken seriously, if you're a nationalist of whatever persuasion, and you want to be taken seriously, and we could have three or four or five more parties, who knows, Start building a building or rent a building. Put your shingle out. Advertise. This is our headquarters. This is where we're going to do our political propaganda. And there's nothing wrong with calling it political propaganda. It's all propaganda. And they just don't call it that. They call it political marketing. It's the same thing, folks. Democrat Party has their marketing. RNC has their marketing. The Libertarian Party has their headquarters and their marketing. You've got, if you want to be taken seriously and not be a fringe movement, people like to see buildings. They like to touch and feel brick and mortar. They like to walk into maybe a conference room. Do you have a room for speeches? Do you have a room, let's say, a press room? You notice the Washington, even the White House has a press room where the press can come in. You want to get attention and invite the press to a press release. Bring in the press. See who shows up. Start giving, do what the White House does. Start giving a, a, a press con. I would have a press conference once a week on the state of the nation. Have a great speaker like me, for example, or somebody that can get up there and just tell it the way it is in front of 100 news people, media people. And that's the kind of thinking that will start to build a new party. You need a mascot. You need, uh, which I said should be the nationalist lion, proud and loyal. You need, um, you know, pamphlets and brochures. People are tactile. They like to touch and feel things, you know. Um, run some ads on YouTube. It doesn't cost a ton of money to get an audio-visual crew out. Uh, get some professional guys to make up some videos. Memes are great, but it's time to graduate from memes to uh, video and just do more things like that. Find some deep donors, some guys that uh, sympathize with you. Hit them up. Say, hey, man, can you contribute 10, 20, 30, or 100 grand to a new building? Hit them up. Organize, organize, organize. And that, that's what the Republicans, and there's nothing wrong with that. The Democrats are organized. The Republicans are organized. The Jewish lobby is organized. 
the blacks are organized. Everyone else is organized, but they don't want the white man, especially of nationalist origins, to organize. See, that's a sin in, in, in America. How dare you? How dare you, Vaughn, even think like that? How dare you? Well, I know how people, you'll get a lot more people. And then once you build something and kind of get it going, it's like a business. You'll see the donations start to pour in. Because then those guys from the suburbs will go, well, I see them really starting a movement here. I'm going to give them 100 bucks and see what happens. You get a million guys to give you 100 bucks. Sherlock, it's $100 million. Now you're getting the picture. Because don't expect them to come out of their cocoons and their safe suburbs and grab a rifle and all these political fantasies that will things that I go, I'm going to write a book called Things That Will Never Happen. People will do those things only when it's really bad. And I'm just telling you, things are never going to get that bad, or at least not in the foreseeable future. I mean, they have to have like no gas, no water, power cut off. If you want to piss off the American people, cut off their cell phone and their internet. That will get them all pissed off. You want to get them in the street, cut off their food and water. You want to get them really pissed off, give AK-47s to the uh, invaders and tell them to start shooting up the suburbs. Then the guns come out. But it has to get to that level of intensity, see, has to ramp up. Right now, the, the white man is... He's look. Don't expect him to go jump at a G. No, he'll be a weekend warrior in his local militia. But don't expect him to go march on a building and you know all these things. People write me on Gab and they go, "When is this going to happen?" And and really, a lot of these guys, I have to block at least two per week. And I go, "Are you a Fed poster?" In other words, I cannot advocate any violence for legal and moral reasons. What word do you not understand? Cannot do it and won't do it. You cannot go on the airwaves and do that in America today. You're running into a lot of trouble. We have a lot of nefarious people who listen to this show, I guarantee it. It's like, and you can't go into a theater and say fire. You catch my drift? Anything like that that's controversial? Now, we can talk about it, but we can't advocate. That's the line we can't cross. So I tell you these guys, you can do whatever you want. Don't include me and don't say I was ever your inspiration for it. And I always say, don't do crazy things anyway. We want everyone to be alive and thrive. And I've always told you guys this, this too. You believe what you want, you do what you want. But the best revenge is living well. And with that, let's get to EMP for the swamps of Louisiana. EMP, welcome to the show, sir. Yeah. How are you, man? Right. You, saw what, you saw what happened on January 6th when the white man rose up. That's right. All right. Throw you in jail and throw away the damn key. That's what I'm talking about. You're not yeah. going to win. You're not going to win that battle. You're not gonna win. And you, you're kind of wrong about the, the party thing because it's hard. This isn't Britain where you can almost, the UK, where you can almost start a political party tomorrow, all right, it gets to the point of I'd rather see somebody take for basically what Trump's done right now is he's taken because his daughter-in-law is going to be part of the uh, p- person in the RNC, 
you know, uh, uh, co-head of the RNC. He's taking mm-hmm. over the RNC, which, which is the way, which is the way things should work. You take a, you try to take over the party that you're in. But you're not going to win that battle. You're not. You're, I I proved it to you in the monologue when 268,000 South Carolinians mm-hmm. voted for Nikki Nemirada Haley. I rest my case. That right there, 38 mm-hmm. percent of the Republican electorate. Think about almost half voted for an Indian Pajit, an Indian Punjab, to rule over you. That's the part of the party you're never going to win them over. They're too brainwashed. You're never going to win them over, but again, but again, that's not that's not the point of this. the The whole thing with the RNC is the money, the money issue. There's there's been and and Ronald Romney McDaniel, by the way, who is kin to Mittens Romney, of course. See, there are there have been guys that Trump has endorsed that didn't never got any money to help him help them, you know, get elected, both in the Senate and in the House, right? And so, and that was our now. Ronna Ronna McDaniel is corrupt as the day is long. That's that's what we had. That's why we had to get rid of her. Is her corruption? You know, I'm not saying it's going to be any better under Laura Trump, but that's that's not the point. The point is getting rid of the corruption in the RNC, right? I mean, we've got well, Kyle, we've got rid of McCarthy, we've got you know, but they've been, uh, yeah, no, you're a you got I I love how all you think EMP, but my thing is we don't have the time for that. It's taking us 30, 40 years. To, and it's never really changed. It's only gotten worse. I'll tell you what Lincoln said here in the chat room, a really great line. He said that the Republican Party is the white man's worst enemy. They give the white man a 100% false sense of hope. And yeah. He nailed it. It's true. Look, there's somebody, you, you get rid of Mitch McConnell, you got 100 more in his place. The RNC likes being a little liberal. They like putting down the white guy. They like bringing in brown and black. That's what they like is the, the RNC is infiltrated by Jews. A lot of Jewish mm-hmm. people, not all, there, there's a significant, yes, there are conservative Jews, but you always notice the conservative Jews, they get in the RNC, they, they're the ones that took it over. That's why the RNC has got Israeli flags and they're always at the APAC conference. So the Jews took over the RNC, and once they take something over, there's no peaceful way you're going to get them out of there. No way. That's what I'm saying. That's already gone. It's long gone, man. So think about think about this. Uh, Trump's daughter is married to a Jew. I know. Well, I've always said Trump yeah. is Trump. You know, he came up in New York. And so half his family is Jewish. Trump mm-hmm. is, you know, look, I always say he's he's not my Messiah. But, yeah, Trump's got a lot of Jewish ties. But, again, he's from New York City. He has to. I mean, if you want to make money in New York City, 
and do real estate deals. Look, you're, it just, it's part of the pool in the ocean he's in. You know? You gotta deal with, you gotta deal with the Mr. Goldsteins. And I hate to say it, a lot of people don't live in New York City, but I know friends up there and they go, look, you make the best of it. You don't have to like it, but you gotta act, they have to think that you like Because one thing about a Jew, they know that you don't like them, they'll be your biggest enemy in business. That's the problem. And you're not going to make any money. And you're not going to get that piece of land. And you're not going to be able to build that building. Trump knew that. That's why he's always nice to the Jews in New York City, because they'll work with you. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And you both make money. But if they think that you really hate them, you don't stand a chance. Right, and here's the deal. Think about this. Look at what they've done with Trump and his businesses. And who came out, who were some of the loudest supporters of Trump were the bankers. And the bankers are what? Jewish. You know, so think about it. The mm-hmm. bankers come out that Trump paid back all his loans with interest, and they were happy with him, right? He right. didn't run afoul of the bankers. He did not run afoul of the bankers. So, so if you if you're not running afoul of the bankers and they like him, and they see they're seeing what they're trying to do to this man, what are the bankers thinking? Going to think of New York, you know? Or uh, New York's going to hamper the bankers' ability to do business in New York. Well, yeah, but what I'm getting at, right, I see what you're saying, but look, what, what, that's a fine, fine point. What I'm saying is, is, um, look, Trump has made his fortune, but now the same Jews that he befriended, I'll just get to the chase, making his fortune, now want to grab all his buildings in New York, and they want to grab his fortune. <laughs> you see how right, convenient right. that that is. The Jewish judge yeah, wants to find him four hundred million. They want to seize his hotels, so they'll they'll let you make money. And when you make money, you'll live a great life. But see, Trump, Trump, even though he's pro-Jew, he didn't really, really. I would have told him in a weird way, if you want to keep them off your back, you got to give them some donations. Not that you want to give him much, yeah. but. My point is, he should have greased some palms in New York. Tells, what this tells me is that Trump failed to pay some people off. And that's why he's having so right. many legal problems. The judge, um, if you cut him a check for a million dollars, he will not fine you $350 million. See how it works? It's called the cost of doing business. And it still goes on today. Even more today, I, mean, I think. Right, right. And you can, in that respect, he was not. I don't want to call him stupid because he's not a stupid man. In that respect, he was sort of naive. Unlike some of the other guys that that are very on the other side of the aisle that are very much stupid, like this guy in Goron, this judge that. Hammered him with that large settlement. You saw the you, you saw the the freaking thing where he got caught 
in a house club by James O'Keefe hitting on a 20-year-old being a CEO spark, you know, hitting on a 20-year-old woman, right? And that's – he was stupid. He was arrogant or he was stupid that he didn't recognize James O'Keefe. How can you – James O'Keefe's been around for how long now? And <laughs> you, should know his, you should know his face. And he was wearing a T-shirt that said O'Keefe Media – so again, is this guy stupid or is he, is he just that arrogant that he doesn't know who James O'Keefe is? You know, it's anyone's guess, but we're getting off 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 the subject here a little bit. Um, I know what you're saying, but um, looking at EMP, all I'm saying is is that uh, look, we all know Trump's from New York. He had to play the game up there. They're, they're now trying to, as I said before, they're going to try to imprison him, but first impoverish him. Trump came out today and said he's got $400 million in, in liquid, liquid cash. That's, isn't that funny? That, that, that's exactly almost the fine amount, 350 And if they do the uh, – with interest, it's going to be exactly $400 million. Well, if they seize the $400 million, they're going to that this is how the marxists and how the democrats play a ball they're they're going to impoverish trump then trump can't hire any lawyers he can sell some bobbleheads on youtube but my point is it's a, it it would be a huge hit to the trump dynasty look you're trying to destroy the man i don't like to see him get destroyed he doesn't deserve that uh, why can't they destroy Biden or Obama or Clinton or Hillary? They're always coming after the people on the right, so to speak. Trump's not really right wing, but I mean, but you get my uh, point for simplicity reasons. He was the Republican candidate. Um, I just see this as a big attack on him. Look, it's going to tear the country apart. And uh, my best advice to people in even in Arizona or nationwide, I just tell them, look, this is going. We're, as, as the weeks go on, it's calm now, but you're going to notice by summer, it's going to get hot, hot, hot. It's a La Nina year. It's going to be hot political air uh, in the fall. I expect, uh, I do expect violence in, in the fall. I'd be very, very surprised if there's no violence, no, you know, even drive-by shootings of a polling place. And that's kind of the violence that I'm talking about. I can see fringe people on the left especially doing that, uh, going nuts, especially if they see Trump do well in the debates, if they see Trump surging in the polls, you'll see them, because most of these serial killers are leftists. They're militant mm-hmm. leftists. They're not right-wing Nazi guys that the media loves to portray. They're really communists, mm-hmm. Bolsheviks. They're they're militant leftist transgender queers who don't like the country um, going back to the way it was. They want this country to be, a, you know, a freakazoid on drugs where the crazier they are, the more loved and accepted they are. I know what they want, but they're the big, big problem inside the tent. EMP, thanks so much, buddy. We appreciate you, man. Have a great night. You got it, EMP from the swamps of Louisiana. 
Well, hang on there, folks. We'll get to some more calls. Here we've got Irish Pirate on deck, Brett the Surfer. Uh, we we had a new caller for those that are just joining the show. The first caller was a any, any new caller you always get on first. It was Singapore Mike from Singapore. What a great call that was. We have a lot of expats who love the show, and uh, we love them for it. But the new world order is a new thing. So uh, listen to this. This came from our illustrious Irish pirate. I think you'll like it. And get a cocktail and relax, and I shall return. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order. The U.S. firmly supports the right of all peoples to emigrate. We have consistently supported this in our bilateral talks with other countries, and we have supported it strongly in the United Nations. Your class has an incredible window of opportunity to lead in shaping a new world order. We immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. When I win the presidency, I want you to immediately surge the border. Tens of thousands at the Eagle Pass alone. Thousands being let through an hour. Major railways on the U.S. border shut down. Trade unable to come in so that the Border Patrol can facilitate the biggest surge ever seen. Normally, December and January are the lowest numbers. This is the biggest numbers ever. Tens of thousands of more migrants. Look at this video just obtained from our Fox sources. It's about three hours south of Piedras Negras, the town behind me. They are trying to get on this train. You can hear them cheering as the train goes by. They can't get on the train, our source says, because that train, which he's riding on, is already at full capacity with migrants hanging off of it. And in 2021, the Biden administration turned Sports stadiums, you know, football stadiums, concerts, uh, convention centers, they closed them all down because of COVID. And these stadiums were making their money by renting them out to the Biden administration. So you had 3,000 kids in a convention center in San Antonio. You had 4,000 kids in a convention center in Dallas, Texas. They were exempt. Then the Democrats skimmed a bunch of money off the top, then signed them up to work jobs, slave labor in many cases for children, sex slavery, you name it. It's in the New York Times even admits it. $451 billion a year to care for, process the illegal migrants in this country. Cost of the border wall would have been about $15 billion. We couldn't even get $5 billion when Trump was in office. And we controlled the Congress and the Senate. Couldn't even get $5 billion. It was too expensive. It's too much money. So instead, we're spending $451 billion a year take care of and house and provide the transportation for provide the legal services for and provide the courtroom facilities for foreigners people that are not american contributed absolutely nothing to this country by definition also starting january 1st california will become the first state in the nation to offer health insurance to undocumented immigrants. Under the expansion, more than 700,000 people between the ages of 26 and 49 will be eligible for Medi-Cal. Now that lets you out of the house first time. Who is your father? And then they tell them how to vote or they get deported. They can't stop you from voting. Mm. If I vote, will immigration know where I live? Will they come for my family and deport us? Not true. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential in terms of 
who you voted for. If you have a family member who maybe is undocumented, then you have an even greater reason to vote. Project Veritas has received an explosive piece of tape. The tape you're about to see shows a man buying a registration form for an absentee ballot from a voter, giving him, quote, pocket money, unquote, of $200 and expecting to collect his ballot when the voter receives it. She's the one who came up with all this. So she did it. She yeah. started this whole thing with yeah. the, the pay to vote. Yeah. So the people that work for Ilhan are actually counting the ballots, counting the vote. And they become a manager in the prison too. They were told to come here and they say, thank you, Biden, we'll be voting Democrat. They're being made to be police officers. So my husband owns a gun shop and he just called me to tell me that the ATF has made updates to their background check policy and effective today, they give an exemption to illegal immigrants to be able to purchase firearms. Now this strangely coincides with uh, California, New York, and Chicago making it legal for illegals to be police officers. This is the globalists bringing in their Red Dawn force so they can all get signed up for welfare and get immigration lawyers and they all make fabulous amounts of money off these people. I love how the media says that this is a conspiracy theory, yet they've literally found documentation, literature, for goodness sake, sometimes these people have cell phones uh, that they're actually given in order to organize these massive marches to the U.S.-Mexico border. The terrorist is the fellow who brought them here. The terrorist is the EU. The terrorist is the UN. The terrorist is the WEF. They are using migrants as weapons to demoralize our people, to force them to accept a new way of living with high crime, high rape, high murder, high drugs all over our country. The same non-governmental organizations, NGOs, funded by the State Department, the EU, George Soros, who gets government money, that broke Europe in the last 15 years, over 20 million Islamists and others. I, I did overstate slightly the, uh, the, the danger facing uh, Europe, the European Union, namely that it's facing disintegration. And that was a slight exaggeration. Your country is Islam? Yeah, my country is Islam. So let me yeah. ask you the same question I asked him. If a Muslim country went to war with the UK, who would you side with? Obviously the Muslim country. Obviously the Muslim country, eh? So you're a traitor to the UK? Traitor to what? The government done nothing for us. No. Exactly. So you have no loyalty to the UK. You're loyal to Islam. Exactly. Mainly military-aged men, over 80%, upwards of 90% never get a job, ran the invasion of Europe. That's how we knew what would happen here. It's done with UN NGOs that for months brainwash people in camps, Give them credit cards, give them cell phones, tell them where to go, what to do to be signed up with NGOs, to be given taxpayer money up to $90,000 per person in some cases, or per family. Uh, here we are in Eagle Pass. Uh, that guy right there, he carries all the people's bags across, so when they get here, they don't have to carry their bags. That's his job. And the same UN NGOs are in Central and South America directing all of this in the United States. Checkmate. It's all done on purpose. We're talking about by the middle of next year, a million people a month coming through. This is now. This is going down. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show and share the link today. Oh, yeah, I love that. Love that stuff. Uh, InfoWars is a great site. <clears throat> 
go there a lot and uh, check it every day. Now we're in our official overtime segment. <clears throat> but uh, I've got a cocktail here, which is always good. The, 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 we do have a fully stocked bar here in the studio. Thank God. Um, but uh, Alex Jones, my God, that was a great little uh, video in the audio segment there. We were talking earlier on about the white man in the suburbs. Let me elaborate a little bit more on that thought. The white man is very aware. He's aware of what's going on out there. And thank you, Bowie, for that uh, nice comment there in the uh, segment there. Um, the white man will say, dress that line, soldier. Dress that line out there. I know what's going on. I'm trying to talk like a Southern guy, but not that good at it, but I'll – I try nevertheless. Uh, I use these studio dialects just to kind of have fun, but I'm getting better at it. Uh, let me know if I'm convincing. Um, they're in the chat room. But the thing is, out there, I'll be happy to give $100 of my hard-earned wages, but I'm not going to rise up and leave my mammy here in the house and my two dogs and my beautiful suburban home and the SUV and my big truck and my convertible, I can drive around Phoenix or Dallas or L.A. I, I got steak and shrimp ready for dinner. If I rise up, I'm going to lose all that. They're going to lock my white ass up like those January 6th protesters. They're going to throw me the key. And they're going to say, bye. Bye, boy. Bye. Yeah. What's going to happen? And the white guy says it. The white guy knows it. And they always tell me the same thing. I'm waiting for a real party to come from the ashes. And when a real party, I mean a real party, financially backed, because the one thing the Nashes need, need to do, they've got the heart and spirit and fight. they got to start upping their game and finding some donors who can donate and start collecting money. And buy some land. My best advice to get away from D.C., I'd build it in the heartland. I've always said that, or out west. Be different. Be unique. And buy yourself 100 acres of great farmland with some mountain views and build the, uh, the first building right there. Build a headquarters. Hire some people. Uh, get donations. Go online and start doing things like that. And get get your propaganda out. Get your radio ads out, your YouTube videos. I would have a complete media wing. Well, my show would be there, TV and radio and print and brochures. Things can be done. Um, I'll head it. I'll organize it. Just need the funding, baby. And that's all it takes. It's the mother's milk of politics is that beautiful fiat currency, that money, money, money. Because you could have a media wing, you could have a you should, you should have a political wing. You should have uh, the radio show should be broadcast right there from headquarters, or via satellite link to my Valhalla Studios should be broadcast. We are broadcasting from the Nationalist headquarters in Northern Arizona tonight, or something kind of like that, or Idaho, wherever. I'm just saying. That's the game that needs to be played. That, that's how the RNC started, the Republicans. They were out there in the 1840s and 50s. They got donations. They were in D.C. 
They bought a building. They expanded. As the years went on, they expanded. As more money pours in, you expand and grow, and, and that's how things get started. Things just don't happen overnight. And people in the suburbs, are, I've, they've all said, hey, man, I'll give 100 bucks to it. I'll give maybe 500 One I said, I'll give 1000 See? Once they see serious people behind it and start doing things in the real world, you're challenging, you'll, and you'll have a flood of media hysteria. Think of all the free press you're going to get. What? National spot, a 1,000 acres of land. What? You're building a headquarter. What? I'm telling you, it's going, it's going to... It's going to, that's the one thing they're not expecting you to do is to up your game. And I'm telling you, you up your game to that level, it's going to turn a lot of heads. And a lot of people are, then, then you start fielding candidates. You field them for local offices at first. You know, dog catcher and on up, state legislator, state uh, assemblyman, city school board, you know, whatever, city council. You know, state senator of Arizona. What party? I'm a nationalist. Okay, great. And start, you know, indoctrinate those people. Make them ideologues. So whenever they're interviewed by the media, they all say the same, pretty much the same thing. They cannot wear your banner until they might have to go to headquarters and get schooling, get training. Well, you're not going to let any Tom, Dick, and Harry go under your banner. Or you're going to, you know, you're not going to allow it, period. You know, kind of like how the DNC and the RNC operate today. You can't just say, I'm going to run for Democrat senator unless you kiss the ring and they, and they bless you. They have to anoint you like the Pope. I'm just giving you guys some ideas, things to think about. Uh, and also, you need a fighter wing. You do. You need a fighter wing. You need uh, fighters, uh, a, para, a paramilitary Wing because you're going to be attacked literally at events. And you need guys out there that are big and brawny that can street fight. I'm not talking about, I'm just saying guys that can protect the candidate because people are going to lunge at them. People are going to throw stuff at them. I'm just telling you, the American people right now are a powder kick. And also the two parties would hire thugs to break up your third party or fourth party or fifth party. They don't want any competition, if you, if you notice. Republicans and Democrats are in bed with each other, having wild orgies and sex. They don't want the competition, man, of anybody. I say give them all the competition they can handle. And with that, we're going to get to Breath the Surfer, then to Irish Pirate. But first, we'll have a good intro for Breath the Surfer. He's probably surfing off the Black Sea tonight. Watching those Satan 2 missiles being moved around by Vladimir Putin, the evil dictator.
Oh, yeah. Groovy, baby. Let's get Brett the Surfer on. Long time no here. Mr. Surfer, welcome to the show. How you doing tonight? What, what's up, Vaughn? How you doing, man? Just uh, chilling out here. Man. It's been a little while, but uh, just enjoying the weather now. Uh, we've got this window, this beautiful weather of 80 degrees man, today. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm on, on some waves, but I had to head back to Phoenix for a little bit, you know. <laughs> it's nice, though, here, man. It's almost like, yeah, I... I uh, it is. It's, I wish it was colder by 20 degrees. That's my Nordic side. Um, I just, like you said, I'm not look. I, I, I always kind of, it's a cringeworthy moment when I think about the upcoming summer. Now, I used to love summer as yeah. a kid, but the summers here are real long and really hot, and that's the one season I just don't look forward to. I get through it every year, and I wonder how I got through it. But, but it, the only way I, I can cope is I've got to fly up to, to, uh, to California, man. I got to go to the beach. I got to go yeah. to Oregon. Yeah. Northern California yeah. is my stopping grounds. And Southern too. To but it's just, oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Um, but, um, yeah, that's the yeah. thing, you know, but we got to head to California during the summer. Even that, that crazy, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta enjoy that weather. It's the one good thing, man, that they have. They can't take that away from oh. us, you know, but no. I would never we, live And we're close to it. We're, well, yeah. Yeah. you know, eventually, I don't know, but eventually, this is going to sound kind of crazy, I can't wing it now, can't afford it. But we're looking for a rich donor out there. Wink, wink, nod, nod, nod. But I've got plans in the future of having uh, to broadcast here in my Arizona compound in the fall and the winter when it's nice and then broadcast and have, a, and have a second studio literally west coast. I've got some places picked out that are somewhat affordable on the California coast. How about yeah, those I mean, yeah. Two studios. Yeah, yeah. And I want to build them that out. Would be, that would be nice. Well, literally a block away or two blocks away from the beach in a remote part of the California coastline. I would say, well, not too close to the Bay Area, but uh, north and south of that area, it, there's all kinds of little spots. You know, and um, it's just, like I said, man, I, I've been doing lots of Internet research, um, you know, uh, just thinking of all kind of things. Because, one, I want to yeah. get out of here for six months a year, uh, at least for four months. I just want to be gone, gone. You know, just like July, August, September, October, be gone. That's a great time to leave yeah, Arizona. Yeah, I'd be back. Black South is good too, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say the, yeah. for uh, me, November first or Halloween's fun. Just come back for Halloween party. You know, yeah. come back like yeah, October twentieth or something. Yeah, that's now, totally me, cool. I would even. I would. I. I think you could even. There just isn't any place unless you own land. You know. Um, Mm-hmm. My brother lives up in Alpine, Utah, near Park City, and it's beautiful up there in the summer, man. I mean, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but uh, right. yeah. you know, it's, a, it's too far from the ocean, though, man. I, I, you know what? It's just too crazy in California, all along the coast up there. You know, so I've got my, you know, I have my my house down in uh, the Sea of Cortez, down in Rocky Point, mm-hmm. down there, uh, all the way up until June 11th, man. That's my ocean. See me, and it's that area. Yeah, I see why you like it. it it's balmy down there in Rocky Point. Beautiful. But see me, I like that colder Pacific air. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. Nordic in me. And yeah. the German, the German, you always like it. And so it's it's just that it's that ice, not ice cold, but it's it's that cold. It never gets above fifty and sixty degrees. Is what I'm saying. Up there, you have to, I think halfway up. Yeah. That. I like that. I like that cool. Yeah, in Sonata now. Mexico, I've even looked at that in the Baja area, but they have an unstable but the but the Baja isn't bad, but a little unstable for me, but uh yeah. potential there there is potential you know haven't to move yeah. out of the u s I don't know they get too bad, well you know I have looked at areas uh, I've told people before we need to be thinking about that because um. I mean, I am looking at things that are close, like Ensenada, Mexico, close to America, you're still in, but you're still in the Baja, you're still in a foreign, in a foreign nation, a lot of American expats, but you're, it's not like moving like to Thailand, you're real close to Arizona, and I like being close. Yeah. Yeah. South America is a little too far. Um, that like Baja area, like to me, is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know how crazy the city of Phoenix is going to get in the next 10 years. I mean, I might have to get out of here. I mean, I have five well, years. Yeah. I've thought of it. I've thought of it. I mean, I mean, I never want to leave my compound. I'll probably always keep it. I just, I stole it years ago and, you know, you just can't get stuff like this for what I paid. Now everything is quadrupled yeah. in value, right? Or gone up more. So I'm going. Um, I'm 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 thinking. Could I wing a second place? That's the that's the uh, thing I'm thinking about. Could I wing yeah. a second yeah. place, a smaller compound, a satellite radio studio, if you will, something possibly. If I was going to go foreign, I'd look at the Baja Mexico area in Sonata area. Or, you know, I, I have thought of Idaho and Oregon Coast, too. They're very expensive, but, um, man. Very expensive. Yeah, Oregon you know, Coast I, is more expensive than the California Coast in some in some places. Believe it or not, Oregon's gone up incredible. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, but if things get to, you know, Biden and Trump, they're heading down to the border, you know, when we have to address this issue, I believe Trump's going to get in there, um, and that, that's all that we, we have, man, right now, because we have to stop doing this war in Ukraine. I mean, you've got Putin now that's really getting pissed. Well, we have a nuke go off. You can just kind of say goodbye. Well, and the allies are poking them. The allies keep provoking war. We're the ones that cut the Nord Stream pipeline. The British and French, uh, they uh, threaten war with Russia daily. 
They've got uh, NATO troops on the ground. And you're, here's my thing. Our founding fathers said do not meddle in foreign wars. And what has America yeah, done? Well, we, Last hundred and we have meddled in every foreign war. Why? Because we figured out, like all empires do, there's a lot of money in it. Arms and arms yeah. sales yeah. and payoffs. But guess what? I always tell them, but we, the little people, we don't see a dime of that. Oh, maybe you do if you're working in defense contractor. I get it, but that's still one tenth of one percent of the American people. We don't. I don't look. There, there, there's, there's no one giving you money. Do you have any mailbox money from my from the from Israel or Ukraine? No one's giving me any I cash. Know. <laughs> I think that I get some cash. It's wars. Well, my point is the rich fat cat guys get all that money. We don't get a dime of it. All they ever want from us is your blood. They want your blood. Neither would. He's a little Jew. That's right. He won't give us a dime. They want your blood, though, because they're vampires. He's a vampire. And he's a little monster, like all of them. And they want you to die for their cause. Why is Zelensky running around Ukraine? Trying to get recruits, trying to get guys to sign up. He wants to send them to the meat grinder to keep the war going, push back Russia if he can, and make money. Every day that he's open for business on the war, he's bringing in millions. Think about it. He's bringing in millions of dollars daily. Well, you know a lot of that money is being siphoned off in their pockets. Wouldn't you keep the war going? Now, I wouldn't because I'm a man of integrity, but most people in the world today are not men of integrity. I don't want to kill my fellow man to make a dollar. But I know most of the world will. Most of the world will sacrifice you and me at the drop of a hat if there was 100 bucks in it for them. They would. They would. They'd say, send Brett and Vaughn and Irish pirate and gunslinger off to battle. I don't care. I get... I get some money out of it. That's how they think. I wouldn't be Sad, going, but that's true. Sure. <laughs> Neither would my boys if they were old enough, because these are not wars that where we were lied to about we're protecting our freedom. We're gonna no, no. They're no win right. There are no win wars for profit. Tell your kid, do not fight wars like that. You're be- I've always said you're better off joining your local militia if you want to play soldier. Um, get out there and learn how to shoot guns and go and, and hike in the join a militia where you learn how to protect your neighborhood, your land, your property, your state. Stay home and be a in or join the National Guard. But I mean you can still be people you can still be deployed to the Middle East. I mean those those people that got killed were National Guard troops. They got you know, they can they can activate you with the stroke of a pen. That's yeah. why that's also dangerous. Yeah, a lot of guys, yeah. I just tell them, you're better off joining your local militia. You can get with guys that are ex-combat vets. They can train you in the Arizona mountains. A lot of combat vets are uh, militia people. Many were sergeants and saw combat in Vietnam and Gulf Wars. And they'll tell you all you want to know. And you'll learn from the best. Why go into the, with a bunch of green people that are trainees and gay and queer and you're a platoon and you're the straight guy, it's not going to work out, man. 
You know, yeah, hate to I mean, say I, it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I, I mean, you got all these people flowing over here, which, you know, maybe, maybe they are going to all put a suit on for, for war. And then that could be what, why they're leaving the borders wide open. But it's almost just with all the fentanyl that's come over that we could kill the world two times <laughs> over. I mean, they want you to aggressive. kill yourself. Remember, yeah, when Americans yeah. take fentanyl and, and overdose, the overdose dress, uh, deaths are off the hook. Um, you die in somebody else who's brown or black. It's to replace you, see? That's why a lot of the white kids, get they demoralize you. They get you depressed. Then you take the drugs. Then you OD because you F up when you take it. They know you're going to F up when you take it. They don't come with instructions. And you pop in two or one extra pill you shouldn't have. Maybe you're lazy that day. You're half asleep. And you start vomiting, and you end up convulsing, and you die. I mean, I'm just being very blunt. That's, that's a bad way to go where you drown in your own vomit or stuff like that. And then they pick you up. Oh, another one died. Another fentanyl death. And that fentanyl was brought in by China, by the Mexican cartels, MS-13, et cetera. They sure. And it happens every day. Yeah, every time, day. Man. Happens in the so suburbs, too. Yep. I don't think, I don't think, uh, I think, you know, it might be time to get out of this country sooner than, than later. Yeah, well, I've it, talked but about that before. We have, Brett, we have, and we have talked about that, and I'm serious. I, I, I go, I never thought when I was a little boy I was doing that, but there was always that, I, well, I, actually, I was a smart kid. I said, you know what, there may come a day when I may have to leave this country the way it's going. Because in my mind, it's like a graph chart. And I could take things like the things I saw, and I could project them on a graph in my mind of the trajectory. And I would fast forward 20, 30, 40 years in the future, and I thought, well, if you keep going at this rate, it's like quantum theory or science, it's gonna zip up the chart, and we're exactly, well, we are, it's gone faster than I thought, like the speed of light. We're now at a point where things that I thought would happen 10, 15, 20 years from now are happening now. Americans living in their cars, uh, Americans popping pills, they have no idea what they're taking. Um, big pharma's out of control and the, in, the invasion being welcomed, encouraged by our traders in D.C. Oh, yeah, it's all part of the plan, man. It's, it's a big joke. This is America is a corporation. We're no longer a country, and we're acting like a corporation. We're doing a, what a corporate guy would do. Oh, well, we need the cheap labor. They can rationalize that away for 20 years. Oh, we need more busboys. We need, Brett needs more landscapers around South. Yeah, we'll bring them in, bring them in, bring them in, bring them in. And while that's coming, they're, they're having 10, 8, 10 kids, maybe two or three out of wedlock. And the white guy, he's not producing that many kids. And they know it. White guy, they got him all depressed, all demoralized. He's in the basement playing video games, not dating. That's what I said in my last show. I said, all the white guys talk about the great replacement theory, but I don't see a lot of replacing going on. Do you? You see white guys at, 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 at the mall or a restaurant with two or three baby strollers? 
Do you see any no, replacing going no, on? Do I don't. No. I don't. Oh, I'm being honest. <laughs> I see white yeah, guys driving their trucks. I got my big truck. Elon yeah. Musk said he said the when we don't with the if with the collapse of society, it's almost too late. He said, and and I I believe that that he says we're already on yeah. a trajectory that uh, it will like China, man. They're not going to have the the people. Their people are very old. That that they're they're going to lose so much of their population, and they won't be able to replenish that. And um, you know, I mean. I don't know, maybe the U.S., maybe that's why they're letting everybody in. I mean, I I think personally it's to get them into uniforms. You want to fast track it, become a U.S. citizen, where you're put on this uniform, and then 90% are probably going to be killed. You know, I mean, it's going to be a high rate. If if this war doesn't go nuclear, which I unfortunately, man, it sounds like it's getting ready to go nuclear. But the way Putin just today in the paper was saying that he's threatening. Oh, I'm not afraid of Putin. I'm more afraid of the, of the Western leaders. Putin is just, yeah, he has to saber rattle because he's surrounded by enemies. I mean, look at what the right. West is right. doing. We're the ones that are in Ukraine killing Russian troops. I don't see Russian that's, troops that's in Mexico shooting Texans. I'm, 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 I'm just saying. You got to see it from I Putin's think, point think, of view, too. Man, yeah. I mean, it, it's more, it, it's, uh, I mean, countries are like, I don't know if I want to be aligned with the U.S. I think a lot of these countries yeah. are saying, they're like, I don't know, man, this is, uh, they're killing a lot of people there, you know. When um, they really look at what's going on, you know. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we what I see is Putin, yes, is saying this. He's saying, you guys already killed you know, okay, his death toll from Ukraine is about 300,000 Russian troops, first of all. Okay. He's got France and Britain and American people on the ground in, in Ukraine. It came out today they were guiding the uh, guided missiles to kill more Russian soldiers. Okay. I'm not saying uh, that Russia is an altar boy and Putin's a, the greatest saint ever for Russia or for the world. No, I'm not. I'm not. And I know Putin is a very dangerous man, but so are the Western leaders. I see them poking the Soviet bear incessantly. We cut the Nord Stream pipeline. We are arming yeah. Ukraine. Ukraine, I hate to pop everyone's, burst everyone's bubble. They were always traditionally part of Mother Russia. Okay. They like to think they're a separate nation. They're not. Ukraine's like a state, like it's like saying Pennsylvania uh, is a separate country. No, Pennsylvania has always been a part of the United States of America. It's about that same analogy. Yes, Ukraine has an independent street. Yes, they uh, maybe a thousand years ago were their own little thing, but they were they were always part of the Czars, Russia. They were always called the breadbasket. They were never a separate entity. In other words, separate, really separate. They had a strong national identity, yes. National identity does not equate to nationhood. Zelensky's trying to convince you that we are strong Ukrainian uh, and we have a nation. No, you were never a nation, you know, maybe for a few years here and there, but you were always gobbled up by the czars and by Stalin. Okay. So Putin is correct in saying that Ukraine was always ours. 
It's not part of Europe. It's not part of Germany. They're not part of Poland. You know, but I see uh, the Western leaders, you know, fucking with Russia bad, man. And now they want to send over F-16s. They've already done some sabotage inside Russia. It came out last year. Don't forget when they – yeah, they've already done a lot of things to Russia. And Russia, in my view, uh, feels surrounded, and they've had a lot of restraint. Now, that's people say, I can't believe I'm saying that he's promoting Putin to Russia. No, I'm not promoting them. I'm very objective. Putin has blood on his hands. He's killed a lot of Ukrainians. He's the one who fucking invaded them, you know? I know, I'm not saying he's not a saint. He's not. But again, I, I, I think the West, especially the UK, they need a war to galvanize their economies. We're right back where we were before World War II. And they need a big war to get their economy going. It came out today that Great Britain, Brett, has got two aircraft carriers and they cannot pay the maintenance on both of them, they're actually thinking of selling the old one, and I think it's called the HMS Elizabeth, to India for cash. Yes, really? that bad. Europe doesn't produce much anymore. Yeah, they don't have the budget, but yet my point is they'll, they'll spend millions of pounds, British pounds, and all the migrants and all the Africans coming in but see, they can't even pay for their own aircraft carriers. See, and now they want a yeah. war with Russia to bail. See, this is how effed up the West is. You bring in millions of people who don't belong in your country. You give them millions of dollars, billions of dollars. You can't even take care of your own infrastructure on the home front. And then to solve the problem, they now want to go to war with Russia to galvanize and bolster their economy. That's and they want you to die. They want your sons yeah. to die for them to make money. See? See how effed up it is? And I see right through it, and I'm going, hell no. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, and I thought I'd never, ever say this. I am the Red Dawn generation. We grew up watching the movie Red Dawn, if you, if you recall that. Yeah. Remember that movie? Well, yeah. back then I was gung-ho. But I'll be honest with you, the way things have deteriorated in this country today, if there was a red, a real Red Dawn invasion that we kid about it on my show once in a while, but let's say the Russians landed, I'm going to tell you right now, about one-third of America would fight with Putin. About one-third would say, you know what, F this, we're tired of our government. We are, we're tired of all the invaders. Putin will shut down the border. He'll fucking do it. He'll get rid of all the trainee gay crap that they don't have in Russia. He'll get rid of a lot of this stuff. that He's not going to be a saint. No one's saying that. But I bet you right now one quarter to one third of America would fight with Putin's forces. I believe that. That's how bad, that's how bad things have gotten politically in America. What are your thoughts, sir? Yeah, yeah, no, they have. I mean, um, yeah, it, it, it's... Just a theory of mine, I, just I a theory. Know, you know. Well, what would you, would you side with people that are just, I mean, especially to cut the noise? No, I'm mean, not saying well, I would I, side with them. I'm just saying one-third, 
the things have gotten so bad in this country politically. I mean, look at Biden. No, I know. No, I look know. at That's Hunter Biden, Schumer. Like, I mean, the rhinos. The people. people are so sick of it. We've had 30, 40 years, years of this stuff, decades. And it's yeah, not I getting I, I, better. Voting is not yeah, working. Yeah. And people are saying, I've been voting, 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 and nothing's worked. They don't listen to us. And it's, I, that's what I, I kid people and say, well, do you think your vote matters? Do you think it's really going to change things? And, you know, I think right now people are saying, no, it's not going to change a damn thing. I'm just going to vote because I can. They're probably going to switch my vote in the back rooms anyway. But I'll vote. I'll say I voted. Get everybody off my back. But deep down, I don't think most Americans think their vote counts for a damn anymore. If you looked at 2020, I mean, yeah. does your, do you really feel that your vote counts? I'm not so sure mine yeah, does. I'll be, I'm just being honest I, with you. I'd like, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. But, you know, there's part of me that's like, man, I don't know if it really, you know, if we will see, and the real shocking thing, if Biden gets back in again, or let's say Galvin Newsom for some reason runs, yep. and he gets he in, could. and we find out, I, I would have to say I would seriously think I've got to get out of here. I would at that point in the next two years, <laughs> next year, I think I would seriously yeah. lose my place in, in Mexico. A lot man, of Americans are looking for a bug-out place or an expat place. I know I am. I am. I have got all kinds of scenarios in my brain, places to go, places I'm researching, places I'm checking out. And trust me, when I get there, if I ever do, I'll let the audience know so we can all group up together maybe. Um, maybe bring down 100,000 listeners to uh, Chile or Argentina or compound yeah. to Mexico yeah. or something like that. And uh, bring your money because you're going to need it. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for a place that allows arms. Mexico doesn't allow arms unless you're in a cartel. That's the problem with Mexico. But you can have guns yeah. in South America. So the Nazis well, went to South America, the promised land. How bad things yeah. get in the future if it does get. We'll see, man. Well, it could. Trump, you know, I'm not saying Trump's a saint, but if he got in mm-hmm. and he pulled us out of Ukraine and he, he had peace in the mid, Middle East and and they we just do a two-state, whatever they need to do. Mm-hmm. And I just am still shocked the Nord Stream that we would literally go in and do that. Well, research it. We yeah. did it. We did that. I know. I know. We, we did, did that. I mean, yeah, the American way. people, we're, look, we're good people. You're good people. The problem that I always say is we have demonic people who want these wars, and they're a bunch of yeah. nasty, crooked bastards who run the CIA and Mossad and all these intelligence agencies. They want these wars. They don't give a yeah. rat's ass about your freedom and liberty and your peace. They are they're literally risking America being nuked if they keep yeah. on this course. And that and for the first time about a year or so ago I said, you know, we are close to the doomsday clock right now. And I feel it. 
I feel every day yeah. is a gift from God, and I believe that I go, we are, we have leaders who actually think about it, to cover up their crimes, they almost have to get America blasted. Hate to say it. Yeah. No they one's saying do. that and but me. Don't say, also, you're crazy, Vaughn, you're crazy. Well, I'm crazy like a fox. Well, and I see the, the and I see the future, man. Oh, the and market the would go down 80%. 80% overnight. If an atomic bomb goes off anywhere in the world, anywhere, the markets will, will drop precipitously. Brett, great talking to you, man, as usual, buddy. Yeah, bro. You have a great night, man. <laughs> All right, bro. Keep the faith, brother. You know it. Okay. Bro. You know it, man. Have a great night. Okay. Thanks, brother. Brett, the surfer, great, great call there. I didn't mean to catch you out there towards the end. Uh, great stuff. Man, we'll get Irish Pirate on now, our tech wizard, to uh, talk about he's the last batter up on the show. Irish Pirate, welcome to the show, sir. Well, welcome. Uh, I guess throw it right back. I'm, I don't know who's more extrovert. Usually extroverts should say welcome. Um, a lot of <laughs> cats are definitely – ringing on the sheaves out there. Um, I think one of the mm-hmm. most interesting things that is out there, uh, Obama's oldest daughter decided to take the last name off her name. She's no longer mm. Obama. And oh, I think really? that says a lot. Yeah, that says a lot. I mean, if you're not directly involved with making money with you know, the, the big one, then I guess you just can't be proud of your family if you're on the left. Wow, it's kind of weird, but uh, I have not yeah. heard of that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't even look up to see what she changed her last name to. Uh, I didn't think it was even any more interesting than. Yeah, everybody's running away from the left, mm-hmm. even the left. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> so that's going on out there. Um, there's. Uh, Strange and amazing things. Uh, for example, uh, everybody's ganging up trying to get Trump off the ballot, I think, is is kind of interesting. Yeah. Because nobody's done they it are. yet. They're trying to use mm-hmm. a 14th Amendment argument that doesn't work because no one's ever actually even accused Trump of insurrection. The, the Article 3 of... The 14th Amendment says insurrection in it. Uh, I, I would like to stipulate that if you're going to try and ring up Trump on that, first of all, you actually have to accuse him of it because you haven't done it yet. You're just going around talking about saying, oh, he committed an insurrection. It's like, wow, I didn't see one. <laughs> Nobody mm-hmm. else saw one. Mm-hmm. But your court did. But your court did. <laughs> and, of course. And, and, you know, and so, How convenient. Yeah, um, well, that's when you talk about needing to be an expat. That's the first thing that scared me is that we we noticed the law is out of control. When there mm-hmm. is no actual law, um, one of the hardest things for me to get people to understand is that something has to be written down that is an absolute truth, and then we can follow it. You know, we can, it, like for example, if everybody truly is equal, we actually have to act like it. But at least we can turn around and say, hey, everybody's supposed to be equal. It says it right here. And right. we don't do that anymore. We don't do anything like that no. anymore. 
That's assuming True. that everybody can even read what's in it anymore. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> Oh, you're, that's, a, that's a stretch, Irish. Yeah, you're asking way too much of the American people. You want them to read and comprehend? Are you kidding? Even Well, even worse than that, I mean, if you think oh, about it, if you're a constituent, you're supposed to be able to at least read well enough to be able to you know, decide, for example, because you're not always voting for presidents or something like that or judges. Mm-hmm. You are sometimes ha- actually having to read some sort of a proposition. Where it says, I will quote you from Greta. How dare you ask the American people <laughs> to read? Who do you think you are, young man? Young whippersnapper? Ask them to read. How, how evil of you, Irish pirate. <laughs> well, last, last time I was at a That's where we're at. somebody that actually asked me, uh, is there, you know, I, well, I told, uh, I told this person that the so-called oath of office is not just you put your hand on a Bible and raise the other one and repeat something and, and that's it. There's a lot of things out mm-hmm. there that people think is, you know, the word just giving an oath is enough. And mm-hmm. the irony is in, I want to I get this right. I think it's United States Code Title V. There is uh, two provisions actually, and, and one of them goes to, uh, the fact that that needs to be done, and the second says how soon it needs to be done and how you demonstrate that, which is you put your oath that saying that I, I not only took it, but I'm following it. You actually have to put it up in a document on your wall. You actually have to, and that's within 30 days of taking office. And that's it's in the law, but nobody's ever gone stomping in somewhere and say, okay, we're cleaning up the house for everybody that's not taking their oath yet. Interesting mm-hmm. if somebody would consider it. I mean, I mean, I mean, running away and being an expat, I think, is far more complicated than that. <laughs> I mean, it should be pretty easy yeah. to go check in your local, your local area. Should be able, you know, you could go yeah. to a local office and say, "Hey, what you got on your wall? Uh, just a diploma, you know, just a university degree." It's probably <laughs> in law. I mean, if that's all you got, yeah. that uh, that doesn't qualify. So yeah, there's a well now. Now they want you to be a climate change expert. Well, uh, I've been looking up at the skies. Matter of fact, there's a brand new one out by Dane Wigington right now. He's got pictures of square clouds. Square really? clouds. Really? There's your climate change. Really? Very... Square oh, yeah, clouds. That's wild. Yeah, Wigington does not impress me as a scientist, but boy, he impressed me as an activist. He really gets. Pictures. He really gets wow. interviews. He, yeah, he's telling you what's going on, whether you want to believe it or not. It's very black pill. Mm-hmm. I, I don't recommend listening to Geoengineering Watch unless you are one of those people that I think believes in an afterlife because he's showing how close we're getting to you experiencing an afterlife. So yeah, I believe in the afterlife. I do. I do believe so, yeah. in an afterlife. So I, I look forward to it. If, I mean, if it. If everybody else is going to trash this country to the point where – this planet, for that matter, the point where we can't live in it, I'll just say, well, what was I doing just before it went under? And, uh, you know, you've got to be talking to somebody. You've got to be telling somebody this is what's happening. Are you sure that's what you want? Could be mm-hmm. your uh, next-door neighbor in heaven if you're not talking fast enough. Otherwise, you get what everybody else gave you, which might not yeah. be so comfortable. 
Well, uh, I've always believed that this is a spiritual journey. Uh, We're assigned planet Earth as a soul. Uh, We're sent here to do a mission. Sometimes you were sitting here to do more than one mission in one lifetime. And when you've completed your mission, you die. And some people, it might be they were yep. supposed to come here and fight in World War II, and they died at age 20, 22. Some people might have been sent here for a longer life, which doesn't mean it's going to be a great life. It could be a life wrecked. God forbid you have a disease, you have pain. Uh, it could be actually the old poet always said the ones that die – on the battlefield, they're the lucky ones in a yeah. weird way because yeah. Yeah. they go very, right. very quickly normally, and they're, and yeah. they're out. Yeah. Those know? who died from taking COVID shots are only one to three to those who got disabled or injured yep. and recovered. And so mm-hmm. the problem we have is, yeah, the people that are putting up with what, it, what is left over, first of all, are reminded of their mistake, which has got to mm-hmm. be tough on your – psyche and then second of all yeah. you realize there's other people that need to be taken care of and you may not be able to take care of them you know what happened to you and uh, usually we like to use our personal experiences to be able to get us through but that's going to mm-hmm. be really hard when your personal experience for example leaves you like that lady in canada she went paraplegic uh, she got, was paralyzed from the neck down after she took a shot and, of course, Canada, in their infinite wisdom, said, well, now that you've come to terms with the fact that you're going to be paralyzed for the neck down for the rest of your life, would you like to go ahead and take the government-assisted suicide that we're really good at giving away these days? Yeah, I read about that. That's sad. That's sad. They caused I know. the problem, and that was their solution. That, well, yeah, well, that's what they want. We've said it before. They they are demonic. They death. They celebrate death yeah. in the government. Yeah. They celebrate death and dying. Is that their religion? It's satanic. It's anti life. They are the antichrist. Well, they're and they are what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're trying to do stuff like that here. Maybe not. They are quite so eloquently. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've got. I agree. All sorts of, they're, they're trying. But the VA. Yeah, the VA has always been horrible, and my experiences mm-hmm. with the VA over time have been worse and worse to the point where I, I'm not even sure if I even want to attempt to go on to get free, I don't know, shoes or something. I think it's too dangerous mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, there's a lot of things they give away, but you've got to go through a system, and the system is demanding more and more from you, and especially the mm-hmm. Phoenix VA has quite the, <laughs> the reputation of doing things like you know killing people they had that in the past. I don't know how good they're doing lately. I mean, it's just like we have the nuclear power facility that's uh, one of the worst at following safety features, but that, for whatever reason, that doesn't get out much. They've mm-hmm. improved that over time. But anyway, yeah, with all these things going on like that, and, and uh, like you said, it's a satanic thing way at the top, and even worse, yes. If you don't want to follow these things, you have to at least recognize that that's what's after you. And, I mean, it's not that right. hard once you realize the in, the inversions that they need to put on to yes, it's a cancel Great culture word. is that which is God's, right? That's inversions. That's really what cancel mm-hmm. culture is. They're canceling mm-hmm. your culture. They're canceling uh, yes, yeah, the, the culture Amen, that started brother. on the planet effectively. And so mm-hmm. if you want to strike back, first of all, at least you have to be 
and again, we brought it up earlier in this conversation, you got to be able to read. You got to be able to read documents that matter. Um, I remember way before Houghton Mifflin put out the Dick and Jane books, you were reading things like the Bible and Robinson Crusoe. And, you know, there are a lot of really cool books, but you would read them at very young ages, even if you didn't understand them at the time, and they helped you do it. That was what teachers did, right? They were trying to get you a proper education. Nowadays, they just want you... I've seen one, some of the weird things that what they do, uh, like they did with Houghton Mifflin in 1932, they micromanaged mm-hmm. the education system. They, you know, they went mm-hmm. super duper duper slow and said, look, we're making progress every day. And they would just show you this little bit that you slowly move toward. But when you looked at the big picture, mm-hmm. you realize everybody was, everybody was moving much slower. And so that's yeah. the same thing that's happening now with civics. It's the same thing that's happening now even with math. I mean, it blows my mind. Um, Students come to me even now, they'll say, I know how to, I don't know, divide by, check to see if something's divisible by four or by two or five. Or I'll say, well, what about seven? (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a good number. And they'll say, I don't have one. It's like, I can help you. you. When you grow up and you get a job that has a weird number, I will show you how to derive any number. I mean, I never have to worry about those things. I know how to actually, if you use just regular numbers when you're a kid, you'll be able to figure out when you get a job. I mean, if you're in, for example, the Strip in Las Vegas, which I dealt at, we brought that up on our last conversation, you know, there's a lot of 31 for one in there. Uh, you might want to know, yes. your, you know your 31s. And, and you know, <laughs> other, other jobs need 67s or 53s or something. You need to be able to work with that number. And uh, I could teach you right, how to right. check something for any number. It's, it's bizarre. Uh, next time we get together, I might be <laughs> whip one of those out. I think I remember telling you once I had a, a driver's Funny. license in, in Nevada. They handed me a license. Now, remember, Nevada does not have a, feder- a need for a federal number from you. They don't, ha- they, they don't have mm-hmm. a state income tax or anything, so they don't need to know your federal number. And okay. I went and got my driver's license in Nevada. And you do a neat little hmm. mathematical trick to the driver's license number you used to get. They don't do this anymore. And you can okay. pick out your social security number out of that. And the question would be, how did that get there? Yeah. Yeah. It, hmm. uh, uh, when uh, some people that were relatives of mine, let will just say that, um, I was helping them get from one des- destination to the next, and they stopped over here in Arizona, and I took them out for mm-hmm. uh, a restaurant meal, and uh, they said, we heard you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, show us. We want to talk to you. Theory. Yeah, and I said, okay. So I whipped out that driver's license, and I cracked the yeah. code in front of them. They went, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, you, sometimes it, the truth has, brings you more questions than you're ever going to solve. <laughs> And you're just gonna, you're just gonna mm-hmm. have to get. At least they, at least the math didn't blow their mind, right? right. I mean, at least these, they wanted, they wanted to run off to Dallas and start their own band. That's what they wanted mm-hmm. to do, and uh, they actually got a chance to try it. But like many people at that age, my daughter, when she was 19, she took off too. Said, "I'm going to take on mm-hmm. the world." Failed miserably at it, but at least mm-hmm. she got yeah. a second chance at life. She's now a nurse, Good. and she, uh, yeah, she does well. Same thing with me. I tried at 19. Of course, my big problem was I, I had my twin brother for a roommate. <laughs> that didn't work too well. 
that did not work too well. No. But uh, uh, at least when I got a second chance at the world, um, I did get a chance to do some of the strange and amazing things, which we still talk about on this show. And that, I yes. still think that there's hope because of that. And in fact, I'm still I'm still considering working at a casino. It's going to take a long time. These uh, people that do that are very I can slow. see you doing that. I can see you it doing could take that, a month man. To get back to me, but yeah, well, I'd be really mm-hmm. good at it. But but what we've learned also from um, well, it was a, a guy that did a rant today on Infowars, Chase Geyser. He said one of the mm-hmm. coolest things. He said. Back when Trump was president, you had one good job. Now, with Biden as president, you got three crappy ones. <laughs> I just said I can't. Great line, that. great line, and very, very true. Well, uh, Irish, yeah. what are your final thoughts to America as we wrap things up tonight, sir? Okay. Well, America, um, I, in a way, I feel sorry for you because no one ever told you it was going <laughs> to come to this. I mean, we're seeing some of the strangest things <laughs> going one. on in your air and in your water and in your law. I mean, everything that was precious mm-hmm. to this country. Somebody's been trying to snatch it from you since before you were born. And they're getting closer and closer and closer to at least temporarily having that. And it's going to come down to whether or not you want to fight to give it up or not. And uh, I'm hoping one of these days you'll get mad for just a day or two until you realize that all I have to do is do the right thing and do it every day. And it, like we're saying, if, if you believe in an afterlife, it's what you're doing on the last day that matters to a lot of things, right? Were you trying to solve the problem? Were you uh, capable of going into that good night with having, without having to worry about how many toys you have to bring with you? <laughs> I mean, you you've right. got a lot of decisions to be making. And if you've been hiding out, having a good time, thinking, well, I'll do my thing and they do their thing. Well, their thing is killing you. Good luck with that. Their thing is you're a liability to them. So they can print all the money they need. They don't need your taxes. They can definitely rule a lot better if they didn't have so many millions of people under their thumb. So they're slowly but surely mm-hmm. trying to extract them off the planet. They are. And they if are. you don't want to be part of that, you're going to at least have to figure out how do you think they're going to do it to you? At least if you can figure that out, you'll be fine. But Love it. in the meantime, man, we've discussed at least 25 different ways they're trying to do it. We have. I don't know Thanks how so much, man. Very oh, well. No doubt. No doubt. Here we are, man. Hey, next next week, call in, buddy. Have a great night. Irish Pirate, thanks a lot, sir. Thank you, sir. We appreciate Love you, man. Call. Thank you. You know it. Bahala Studios. Well, the end of another broadcast day. We wish we had more time, and someday we will. But don't forget those Chinese military bastards coming over the border. We're very well aware of them. Our leaders are absolute traitors who refuse, absolutely refuse to do anything tangible in the real world about the border crisis. They're all guilty. That's because our leaders are foreign agents serving their Zionist corporate interests to some. They call it Zog, whatever it is. There are now officially no borders that surround America. Our country is a big joke around the world, the laughing stock. And this is the nation that we have inherited. We have inherited a mess, America, but we must write it. We must write the ship. We thank you all for being here tonight. Thanks for listening from Mahalo Studios in the mountains of Arizona. We bid you all farewell. Have a great night. 
We will talk again very soon. I leave you with Steppenwolf. Good night, America. I wish I could get this stupid jar open. Jars can be tough, am I right? Who are you? And how'd you get in my kitchen? It's me, Flo, and I'm here to grant your wish of easily switching to Progressive and helping you get a discount that honors the time spent with your previous insurer. Great, but what does that have to do with getting this jar open? Nothing. So you can't open this? Oh, I just do insurance. Jars, I leave to the professionals. Sign up for Progressive and opt into more savings. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Not available in all states or situations.